What's going on, everyone? It's Wednesday night, Wu-Tang Wednesday. I got myself a uh, Dogs and Boats brewski here, and uh, we are live, and I say we, but it is me. As you can see, your boy, Mikey Hunold, is not feeling well today, so he is taking the evening off. Everybody say a prayer for Mikey. I'm pretty sure it's not the vid, so fucking he'll be all right. Um, we got a show for you tonight. Hopefully, what's going on, DJ Tony? He says hello, bros. But like I said, Mikey's taking the evening off. Um, we got three guests lined up for you, but two of them I'm worried are in route to Ohio. I mean, uh, Omaha, Nebraska for BKFC this weekend. Um, DJ Tony says I could have had him co-host. I mean, fucking dude, get yourself to a computer or uh, get yourself somewhere close uh, and good sound and good light. And maybe I'll fucking do that. All right, bro. But um, I talked to uh, Kevin, our first two guest uh, manager, and he was traveling to Omaha. So I'm hoping that I can get in touch with one of those two. They're both scheduled to come on. Jay Fish, who will be fighting uh, Houston Alexander this weekend. The hip-hop aficionado himself. He knows what's up with the Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang Wednesday. I'll shout out to that. How's everybody doing? This past weekend was fucking awesome. Um, Mike and I were down in Orlando for BKFC 25. Once again, a uh, great night of fights. Um, some real big surprises. I mean, first and foremost, Arnold Adams getting dropped in the first round by D.C. Uh, Dylan Kleckler and then showing, you know, champion heart, champion professionalism, fucking getting up, eight count, looking great, kicking it into high gear and pouring it on, D.C. Hi, Susan. Hi, Joe. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Of course, you know, Julian Lane and Dave Mundell put on a nice five-round show, just like Julian Lane always does. He always He's always in there. To the final bell. It seems like nobody ever finishes that guy, whether he wins or loses. It's always a great fight. Um, Captain Jack Claffey, the uh, WWE superstar turned bare knuckle fighter, um, showed everybody a lot, and he he proved he proved himself in bare knuckle. Of course, he uh, you know he took some damage. He moved well. His footwork in the ring, I was very very impressed, but. With the way he moved around the ring, the angles that he threw his punches at. I mean, his striking was nice. Um, you know, battled back, back and forth, got himself a fucking TKO victory. So, you know, shout out to him. Um, we had local guy, Ryan Reber, who's going to be coming on the show in a little bit. We might have to bring him on early um, if possible. I'm going to shoot him a message in a minute if uh, Jay and Josh don't get back to me. Maybe we'll just got we'll just get uh Royal William Reber on. I don't know what his full name is. His name is Ryan Reber. They announced him as Ryan Royal Reber. You go to his Instagram and it's Royal Reber. You go to his Facebook, it's Royal William Reber. Uh, Reber. So who knows? Um, Susan says he really surprised me. I'm I'm assuming you're talking about Jack Claffey, correct? Yes, he did. He um he did. He took a a new opponent on you know, three or four days notice. Uh, what's up, Howie? He didn't have any time to prepare, but you know what? Like, 
he was preparing for Brandon Lambert and there was like one video in existence for Brandon Lambert. So, you know, I think he had just as much footage on uh, slick Rick Caruso as he did for Brandon Lambert to begin with. He was training for a tall, lanky, rangy fighter in Brandon Lambert. Anyway, Caruso was basically the same size and build. Um, yeah, he did his thing, dude. He fucking did his thing. Um, what other fights were the dude? Julian Lane had two fighters that he was managing on the card: Henry Williams and Ryan Reber. And both of those kids really impressed. Um, both came out with victories. Um, Idris Wasi, Idris Wasi, that dude, he fucking knocked out John McAllister in thirty-seven seconds of the first round. That was fucking nice too. Um, you know, a lot of people were busting. Um. Our boy Brad uh, Brad Williams' balls about stopping the fight in the Micah Mitchell-Ryan Reber fight. But, you know, those guys, those people on the internet that want to fucking talk this shit and, like, you know, trash people, they got to know the truth before they talk this shit, man. Because if you watched and paid attention, you could even see it on the broadcast, man. Micah Mitchell told them, told his corner to stop the fight, which they immediately did the, their fighter said stop the fight i'm done he turned to um bill clancy and said it's over and he, he waved it off nothing he didn't do anything the corner didn't do anything wrong he lost his mouthpiece he got popped in the mouth and he busted the inside of his lip all like right through here on the inside was busted why the fuck open he actually showed me and mike backstage he uh he said, I want to make it very clear that my corner did not stop this. I I had them stop it because I wanted to save my lip. That's exact words out of his mouth. And then he pulled his lip down and he showed us and the fucking thing was, you know, gashed wide open and he ended up getting stitches in his mouth. So, you know, before everybody's on the internet being fucking keyboard fucking critics, man, you get, you got to actually know the facts before insulting people and fucking trying to shit on them. So, you know, that's my PSA for tonight. But uh, you guys, I'm going to tell you right now, here's what we need to do. I Why is Brad being blamed? I don't know. Somebody went on. I mean, there were some people online fucking taking shots at him. I'm not going to say who it was, but everyone's got their right to their, you know, to voice their opinion on the interwebs. But, but like I said, man, it was clear on the broadcast. If you were watching the fights and you saw the camera was right on Micah, Micah Mitchell when he turned to his corner and was like, I'm done. Put you like did this was I'm done. And Brad turned around to the ref and he was like, nah, it's done. He's done. And then immediately they waved it off. I, he asked me, he did his fucking job, bro. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of fights. There was a lot of weirdness going on there. Um, there was some media down there that were upset, and they had every right to be about getting kicked out of the back area. The way it was set up inside this place, um, it was like it was a huge ballroom, fucking huge. And like, if you guys would have seen the size of this ballroom, like this convention center, and the amount of open space in this friggin' place. With no like support beams, I have no idea what the architecture is that goes into a building like this because the place was fucking humongous. It's like the, the room is like three football fields long, you know what I mean, by a football field wide, and there's no support beams. I don't get that. That fucking scares the shit out of me. But you know, so the the 
the fights were put on in there and they kind of cut it off halfway and they set up all the seating in one half of the ballroom. And then they put up, you know, the curtain things pull out and it cuts the room in half basically. And, uh, and then they had the walkway. So we, as media, we were behind that like partition, um, you know, where they had the fighters tents back there. They were all warming up with their teams, red team, blue, red corner, blue corner. They got their own areas where they warm up and, so we're back there and they got like the uh, back room, the backstage, like a uh, backdrop to do interviews and there's a spot to do interviews and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, like um, half the media got asked to move out of there. And the reason they were told was um, that the fire marshal came and said that we had too many people back there and they moved out. And you know what? They ended up doing their, they, they ended up, uh, they ended up doing their interviews and, and it was fine. So everyone, it was just like weird. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Fire, fire marshal bill showed up, I guess. Uh, um, but that was cool. Everyone got to do the, uh, we, we met up with Joe, Joe Miggs. He had, uh, <laughs> Art Parker says, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken is that a quote from that evening the after party that, that night was really fun we went up to the bar and uh we ran into art parker and uh mundell and his team and um delaney bailey and jeff bailey and joe miggs and kevin everyone was having a good time it was fun everyone was cordial it's so fun um then we called it a night kind of early and when i say early like 3 30 maybe because mike and i had to get up at uh seven o'clock in the morning head to the airport early travels so um yeah but it was cool man Migs was down there he had that pro wrestler jake hager with him that was cool big giant dude you guys gotta check out the picture of me and mike with him on instagram the fucking dude is like uh, he looks big on tv i've seen him on tv a few times and he looks huge on tv but if you look at the picture of me and Mike next to him, we look like little babies. He's freaking enormous. I have no, I, I have no idea how big he actually is. He's got to be six, 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 seven, and like all of two hundred and seventy pounds, two hundred sixty-five pounds. Fucking huge. Our Parker says he fell asleep in the shower. He was having a good time. I uh, for Cinco de Mayo, I went and I and uh, Mike and I bought um, like twenty-five tequila shots. And I loaded them up in my fanny pack and I had a fanny pack full of uh, tequila shots. And uh, as we were walking around and like shooting the shit with people, I would unzip my fanny pack and like open it up and it'd be like, yeah, you want to bust my balls about wearing a fucking fanny pack now? Huh? Reach your hand in there and grab something. <laughs> Everyone's having a good time, man. It was fucking awesome. Um, overall, I, I thought the event was great. I thought the main event was worth the price price of admission i i swear to god i know that the main event was only two rounds but arnold adams uh you were boo santa and it was amazing thank you art yeah 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 i'm gonna bring that combat fanny pack everywhere i go now because i like fucking being boo santa it was a good time um yeah that main event dude we what was cool is like mike and i went around orlando and we were we were you know speaking the gospel about bare knuckle in which i want to say that uh not a lot of people know about bare knuckle which is a sad state of affairs because it's been around for five years legal now there's multiple organizations there's bkfc there's byb 
there's BKB overseas. There's, you know, Valor was around. I, don't, I think they're back now. Valor, there's all these bare knuckle, there's game bread, MMA, and all this stuff. But like when Mike and I go into these bars and we're like, hey, you guys know what BKFC is? You know what, you know what bare knuckle fighting is? Nobody knows. Nobody fucking knows. It's like, and then my, and then we do our thing. We like, we throw them a sales pitch because, you know, this is our sport. We love this sport. And we, I th- it, and it's such a fucking exciting sport. Everybody in the world should be watching it, but apparently they got fucking blinders on. I don't know. They're like, oh, you mean like UFC? I mean, like, no, not like UFC. UFC's, U- UFC's MMA. I'm talking bare knuckle fighting. You mean like with your, with like n- no gloves on? Yeah, that's what bare knuckles would be. Look up fucking definition of bare. <laughs> There's nothing covering the fucking surface, motherfucker. Stunod. But uh, we went around and um, BKFC gave us some vouchers to like, you know, try to spread the word on the sport and get some people to get some new fans to come check it out. And like we we did that and we we had vouchers for free tickets. And we'd be like, would you like to go try checking it out? And, and you'd be amazed how many people don't want free shit. That fucking blew my mind. I'm like, dude, it's free tickets. Like, fucking take them. Go check it out. You like violence, right? Everyone likes violence. Hi, kids. You like violence? Everybody likes fucking violence. So why not take these free tickets on a Friday night in Orlando and go fucking see some people punch each other in the face with bare knuckles? I mean, I don't get it. But we did. We ended up passing out all the vouchers. It took fucking all damn day and a lot of talking and a lot of a lot of driving around to uh, meet enough people that were interested in going but i'm sure i am sure everybody had a great time i'm sure of it i mean the main event alone uh reber's fight we're gonna talk to him in a minute that was a great fight um jay jackson that one jay jackson versus um versus terry janowski dude what a fight between those two and and Jay Jackson was on another level, especially with that right hand, dynamite in his right hand. Like that fight in the main event alone were f- worth the uh, the price of admission. The fucking the the place was electric and and Dylan Kleckler, yeah, Stu Nods. That's what I'm talking about, Joe Ivy. Stu Nods, everybody. If you don't know who Bare Knuckle is and you don't want some free tickets to go see that shit, you're a fucking Stu Nod. Anyways, hey, I called uh I called uh unlocking the cage with jimmy smith this afternoon they were talking about um chandler's next fight and then some guy called in and he was like yeah i don't know what it is but i don't know why people are dogging canelo canelo went up and he fought a bigger dude and he lost blah 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 and jimmy jimmy smith's like listen you can't be the baddest motherfucker on the planet you can't praise the guy for going up a weight class and fighting a bigger dude and when he lose call him a bum right he makes great sense and so I called and I was talking about Chandler's next fight, uh, next opponent. And I was like, uh, yeah, just to to talk about that last dude, anybody who thinks that Canelo Alvarez is a bum after watching him lose on Saturday is a fucking stunad. And if you guys don't know what a stunad is, you should look that definition up because that's what those people are. And Jimmy Smith was like, thank you. It was fucking great. But anyways, back to that. Dylan Kleckler, main event. Dude, half the fucking building was for him. Everywhere AJ Adams goes, he's the underdog. He's the he's the one catching the boo birds. Uh, the place was going crazy. Everybody was there for fucking Dylan. He comes out. He hits fucking Dylan uh, AJ 
with a with a massive right hand, drops him on his ass or drops him down. He's on his knees and um he's on the ground. And does Arnold jump right up? No, he shows true profession. Like like Joe Ivy just says, he, the fight IQ is on another level. He really is. He's a smart ass fighter in there. Everything he does in there is calculated. And he took the full eight. He got up and he cranked it to 11, dude. And he fucking went right back at him. And he got the take. He got a knockdown himself, even out that fucking round, came out in the second and, uh, and, and, you know, kept his foot on the pedal and finished Dylan Kleckler. Nobody's ever finished Dylan Kleckler. I mean, Kleckler has one loss in his career against Alex Nicholson earlier in his MMA career. That was a finish. But if you go to Kleckler's career, he had 13 pro MMA fights. He fought like 12 and a half rounds total in 13 MMA fights. Then he was 3-0 and in BKF, in, uh, in bare knuckle, w- one round each. You know what I mean? Like the guy has basically been in 16 fights his entire combat sport career and fought 17 rounds, which is bananas, dude. It's fucking bananas. And you see what happens when he puts his hands on people. He knocks people silly. He knocks them into this to the fucking stratosphere. And um he didn't to Arnold. Arnold is just he he's the he's the heavyweight goat for sure, as far as bare knuckle goes. And and until somebody proves proves me uh proves me wrong there. I'm going to stand by that because he's fought the best of the best and he's beat them all. He's uh, he's the top of the heap right now. And, you know, shout out to Dylan Kleckler for putting on a great fight with him, even though it was two rounds. That was fucking in a, it was an electric two rounds of fighting in a building that was fucking blowing the roof off that place. Um, yeah, nothing but respect to both of those guys for real. It was fucking awesome. I'm going to go ahead and uh, shoot a message to um, Reber and uh, see if he can come on because I still haven't heard from Jay, Jay Fish or Josh Dyer. And the only thing I can think of is that those two guys fight on Saturday. Um, today's Wednesday, so they got today and tomorrow to finish cutting the weight. They got to they got to weigh in Friday. Those are some big boys, man. I, you never know. They they could be. They can need all the time they they got. Uh, to get that weight off, especially Jay. Jay's a Jay's a massive guy. If anybody's ever met Jay Fish in person, like I'm a thick dude, he is fucking massive. He's a massive guy, and the fact that he cuts to 205 is crazy. Um, yeah, he's always, yeah. Call Quentin Henry. He's always good to talk to. Arnold was never never hurt. Howie, I agree with you. He was never hurt. He was actually. I think he was more like surprised like he took the shot he fell and he was like god damn that hurt a little bit <laughs> but i'm just gonna fucking get my composure here i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna do my thing and that's what he did um the fights are saturday right the fights are the 13th which is oh friday never mind they're weighing in tomorrow. I'm going to guess that's why neither one of those guys are coming on. I'm not sure why they even booked to interview with us tonight. If if that was the case, that could have been a miscommunication between me and Kevin. Um, the fights are Friday, guys. So, Jay 
Jay and Josh are uh, are both um, probably not going to make it tonight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to text Ryan real quick. And we're going to do this interview with a local guy. I can't wait to talk to him, man. I know he's got a lot of local people that would like to hear from him. Um, he's a he's a real character, man. We we fucking talked to him a couple times, and uh, really excited for him. And good fighter. He showed us he showed some some talent in there. I think he might have been a little surprised by by a few things within the sport, which is which is natural. The pace. The pressure of the of bare knuckle boxing, uh, bare knuckle fighting versus boxing is like two different worlds, man. Micah Mitchell came off the line like he was shot out of a cannon. Um, I think Ryan was thinking he can go in there. What's up, Haven? My my nephew's in the house. What's going on, dude? Um, yeah, I think like going in like Chris Lytle and and um. Lytle and uh, Sean Wheelock were talking about it. You know, Wheelock was saying that his plan was to go in there, you know, avoid, you know, play some defense, avoid strikes, pick, pick my, pick my shots and, you know, you know, use my boxing. But that, like, I think that's the mentality of every boxer that goes into, uh, to bare knuckle. They think they can, they have the, the greater skill set as far as, you know, traditional boxing goes. So they can go in there, you know, they could use, use their defensive, use their footwork and their shoulder rolls and their whatnots. But that shit doesn't translate over to bare knuckle. Like they think it would ask Derek Finley, ask fucking most the, the ones that have succeeded are fucking dat win. And, uh, you know, Jared Grant was a boxer, but Jared Grant's been training bare knuckle with the fucking slaughterhouse guys. Like, Ryan Perez has figured that shit out. He's going to fucking, he's going to have, dude, Ryan Perez is going to have like four champions in his camp by the time it's over. They got Vinny um, Toriello at 125. They got Jared Grant 135. They got fucking HD 145. They got fucking Brian Duran at 155. They got Gogo at 165. Man, they got a squad. They got a squad. But guys, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to, bring our first guest of the evening on doing us a favor because our first two are occupied. I'm going to welcome in a guy like when me, when me and Mike were at the weigh-ins, right? You know, I'm from Southeast Connecticut. Mike's from Rhode Island, basically right up the street. They go uh, fighting out of Clearwater, uh florida by way of new london connecticut and mike and i like both looked at each other like what the fuck and they introduced this kid and like we talked to him afterwards it turns out like you know he's from right up the street you know some people that i know i i'm gonna tell him that in a second like i i all right let's bring him on let's fucking bring him on ladies and gentlemen the one and oh bkfc fighter ryan reaver what's up guys what's up What's going on, dude? So, um, as you can see, it's just me and you. Yep. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike got the bug or whatever the hell's going around. Hopefully, it's not the vid, but he's fucking out for tonight. So, ah, I'm- fuck, man, that sucks. Yeah, it is. It's shitty. And you know what? I told him, fucking, dude, take it easy and rest. I'll, I'll, I'll handle tonight. He's got two young daughters and a wife in the house. You don't need them getting sick either. So just fucking. No, man, I hear it. Just sleep it off. So, Ryan. Ryan, okay, it, here, here's the thing. 
Your Instagram is Royal Reaver. Yeah. Your Facebook is Royal William Reaver. Yeah. They introduce you as Ryan Reaver. What's what's the real name? What are we doing here? It's Ryan. You got it right. It's Ryan Reaver. Royal's just the uh, the fight nick- the nickname. Yeah, yeah. It's just a. Says so, you know, cause we the we the we the real royals, man. Not those fucking lizards <laughs> that that hide in the castle. Yeah, man. So, dude, you um, let's before we talk about your fight in 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 BKFC and stuff, dude. So you're you're from you're originally from Nor- uh, New London, Connecticut. Yep. New London, and uh, when did you leave Connecticut? Uh, I was probably eighteen. Left, came down here, trained for a year, and then came back just to come right back here again. <laughs> okay all right so and what, so i've been gone really since i was 18 man and i'm 34 34 and did did you leave connecticut to go south to pursue a fight career or were you just heading, uh, I, were you just sick I, of the I northeast definitely, that definitely was what i wanted to do but obviously it's not it's not paying it wasn't paying so i had to do something else in the meantime so my dad was like, hey, man, you should check out the barber school down the street. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't know how to cut fucking hair. But, <laughs> I, I, you know, the universe, man, it, it leads you. If, you. if you have great integrity and great gratitude, man, the universe just leads you where you need to be. And it, it worked out good for me, man, because, you know, now I own my own shop. And I got five guys working underneath me. And, and you no know, it, it's able to give me it's able to give me time to train three times a day if I need to, you know what I mean? And that's the advantage that I have is being able to not be totally stressed the fuck out training. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, okay. I gotta, you know, cause I got a boatload of kids too, man. So it's like, you know, between taking care of my family, taking care of myself and then, you know, being able to train, you got a boatload of kids. (laughs) How many kids do you have? I got four, man. Yeah. Four. Wow. Yeah. Plus, plus some dogs. Boys and girls, or you got? I got one boy out of the four. Uh, Well, yeah, out of the four, man. So was it? Was it the last try? Did you get three? No, he was my. He was actually one of the first. Thank God, man. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I grew up with a couple fans. Like one of my my dad's best friends growing up. uh, I have a brother and a sister, but my dad's best friend Tommy ended up with three girls. And they are girls, girls. They are makeup, dancers, dancers, cheerleaders, like the girl girls, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know know how he survived that fucking house. I got to be honest with you, man. It's fucking hard, man. (laughs) So how long you been cutting hair? Uh, For about 12, 13 years now. Wow. Nice. I cut my kids' hair during COVID, and I did a pretty good job. You'd be impressed. I mean, shit, we were the the barbers, the teachers, the fucking, you know, we we were everybody. No shit. During during COVID, I didn't. You know, man, I didn't let it scare me though, man. I, I was like, you know, if it, if it's gonna get me, it's gonna get me, man. I I gotta live my life, man. I'm not gonna. I don't live in fear, man. You just can't, man. Yeah. What's the name of your barbershop? Royal Barber's Edge. Royal Barber's Edge. Yeah, yeah. See, Amy, hey, Haven knew. Hey, he says Tommy Gray. Yeah, Tommy Gray's the one with all the all the all the daughters. Yep. God bless that man. He's a fucking G. Um. Where'd you go to high school, Fitch? Yep. Yeah. So uh, I found out that I go to work every single day with a good friend of yours, his older brother. You know, uh, you know, Brian McGugan. Oh my God. I'm going to Sean's wedding, man. I'll be up in Connecticut, man. Uh, August. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was my fucking me and that kid are like this, man. All of them. I was at his house every fucking weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, Brian was like, yo, 
you saw Reber down in Florida. I was like, yeah. He goes, it's my little brother's like best friend. I was like, yeah, okay. man, that's so, bro. It's such a small world, man. It's awesome. Yeah, me and him been in the oh me me and fucking Magoogan got some fun stories, man. We used to go on. Um, we were we they called us the A team because like we would uh go on these repo missions and we'd go down and, like take back Lakota helicopters from units that are fucking neglecting them. So we'd go down there with the Air Force C-17 and basically tell them that you you no longer have these helicopters. Damn, that's so, savage, bro. Yeah, so it was a fun <laughs> And, like, you know, you know, if, if you know Brian, like, we would have a good time when we were Oh, yeah, work. yeah, yeah. No, like I said, man, I grew up with those boys, so. Bunch of animals, yeah. Yeah. Dude, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. So you you started up in Connecticut boxing, right? So you were at, yep. strike, you were at strike zone to start? Well, I started originally doing karate, and okay. about three months into doing karate, I was beating the black belts in Poit sparring, so I was like, uh, I don't know if this is for me, and then a, a guy brought a book into me uh, by, it was called uh, The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee, and really, that changed my life because the things that I was thinking about the fight game, he solidified it for me, and one of the number one things was you should use no way as a way and have no limitations as your limitations. So using uh, a fight sort of way was just not the way. And I mean, now when you say, okay, how could you utilize that for only boxing? Well, because there's many different punches, there's many different stances, there's many different styles that you can use. And instead of using one style, like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a sharpshooter or I'm a, I'm just a regular boxer. Or like, no, we got to adapt them all, you know, and that's kind of like what I was telling you guys um before the show or before the fight i should say no and you know i i utilized that so anything that i did i mean it, honestly it was mixed martial arts in the beginning but i kind of just kind of stayed around and was drawn towards more towards boxing so you know that uh and then you ended up at, at strike zone with and with, then I, yeah because strike zone i i heard through the grapevine like oh if you want to get good you got to go to this place in new london called strike zone and i was in groton at the time I was like, really? So I, I got there and I was, I was, you know, totally lucky to be around guys like Roly Pierre, like that, that old man loved me. And they, oh, you're a prospect. You're a prospect. You know, and fucking, you know, Ken, Ken was the main coach there. And I got to, I got to hold mitts with him, but I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with like uh, Bobby Valentine. Um, he was he was a good he was a professional boxer. He went to school with my dad, who went to school with Onassis. So that's kind of how I got introduced to those guys. And I mean, those guys were fucking those guys were real deal. Was uh was was Brian Macy there when you were there? Brian was there. Him and his brother Tim were there. Um, but Brian was uh he was kind of in and out, you know what I mean? Like I didn't I didn't I may have sparred obviously he was bigger than me. So like if I, I worked more with Tim his brother but yeah brian was there too man and brian was always a fucking stud yeah i bro. think he's i think he's living over in like thailand, thailand right yeah, yeah. yeah i think he's in thailand i he was in the military with me and um i i had him under me a couple times doing some transportation stuff and uh he's a good dude definitely a good dude um oh yeah brian's great man brian's great we we still chop it up to this day uh via uh messenger now, did you know that Strike Zone didn't make it through the pandemic? I did not. No. Well, I, I are they not? Are they? Is it Strike Zone still? Or is it Whaling City now? Did they no, just switch? No, switch no. Up? So, so Strike Zone like 
kind of disbanded and um a lot of the strike zone fighters went over to rough house with mike dexter okay we're, we're like, i remember uh, i remember i remember mike dexter big big dude ball head yep, yep i remember yep, him and, uh, and deekman too josh yep josh deekman so so those guys like um like Billy Goff's out of Rough House now. He's fighting. I think he's a two division champion for CES. He fought for Bellator. They got some killers over there. Like a lot of the uh, Randy Francis and those guys. They went over to to um, to Rough House for a little while. But let's talk about you, man. You went down to you went down to Florida. Were you were you actively training when you uh, when you heard about the BKFC um, tryout that you went to? Uh, I was. And that's like I said, that's kind of how I got introduced to it. Um, I was just training at a gym called Calta in Tampa. At that time, I was with uh, Antonio Tarver and a guy by the name of Sherman Henson, um, another another well-known boxing coach down here. And um, Kevin Smith walked through the door and he was he was bringing fighters in and out of um in and out of the gym for sparring or whatever. And uh, one of the days he came in there, like I said, he just kind of brought it to my attention. Like, Hey man, you should, you should, you should try out. I'm like, for what? He's like, bare knuckle. I said, nah, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I mean, he's like, no, nah, bro, you should do it. It's going to be good publicity. I mean, Kevin, Kevin knew what it was going to be before it was, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay. So I, I just start, you know, the tryouts consisted of like hitting mitts hitting the bag, uh, maybe shadow boxing or something. And, you know, right away, I just had this weird feeling like, man, what if I get picked? What if I get picked? And sure as shit. And, and, and to top it off, what, what was another big shoes to fill is fucking Lorenzo tried out with me. Lorenzo and Gene Herrera, which are also studs. No shit. Yeah, man. So like, and I'm not well, even. That was a while I, ago then. Yeah, yeah. So this was like two and a half years ago. So what did it, what took so long for you to get your I first mean flight? honestly man it's you know I said this to I said this to um to Dave I said look man I'm not in this fight game you can't lie to yourself I mean you you can but you can't lie to the universe really you know what I'm saying I, I can lie to whoever the fuck I want to lie to but you will get exposed out there and it wasn't like I, you gotta make your mind up to do some crazy shit like this, man. Because I mean, we all kind of, you gotta be kind of crazy, man. But me, I'm a controlled crazy man. I learned how to bring that shit into in, in, into being controlled. You know what I mean? To where, you know, obviously you don't want to go out there and lose your mind and, and get knocked out in the first thirty seconds. You gotta you gotta be somewhat composed. And I I I just watched him grow, man. So I watched David grow, and then I I heard his story, and I'm like, you know, man, he sounds a lot like me. A lot like me, man. And, you know, a lot of people shot him down. A lot of people said he could never make it. And it's, it's the same story with me, man. And, and I'll, t I'll let you guys in on a little secret, man. This is the fucking craziest part. I started my career off six and one with one state champion belt in the 132-pound class. I took a break from, like, 23 to, like, 27. I took a little break. And fighting is the only thing that can get me right in all aspects, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, because it it takes so much to do. You know what I mean? And I had always knew I had it in me. So when I jumped back in, I kind of thought it was going to be a cakewalk, especially 
you know, with my new mindset that I had. And boy, it was fucking loss after loss. And now, granted, I fought all the best in the state of Florida at 132 pounds. But I mean, it was loss after loss after loss after loss. I mean, it got to the point where I had like five losses. And then my recent loss was to a kid that just came off the nationals. And I gave him two fucking standing eight counts. And they were like, oh, well, we changed the rules. I'm like, what, last minute? I'm like, you guys are fucked, man. So, I mean, they all knew I won the fight, but my hand still wasn't being raised in my backyard for all my people to see. So everybody kind of had this outlook on me like, you know, it, does he got it? Is he, is, he, is he aggressive? Is he this? And only one thing I can't stand, man, is you're not going to fucking tell me who I am, who I know I am. And you know, I didn't let it. I didn't let any pressure get on me, man. I mean, was there pressure? Yeah, but from meditating, learning how to meditate, you know, all this mind work that I was doing, I was like, I can control this. Every time I thought of a negative thought, or anytime somebody was like, "Oh, you better win," or you, I was like, ah, I was like, bro, we don't. First off, we don't fucking talk like that, and I don't let none of <laughs> any of the fighters around me talk like that. We say. We're going to do it. We're going to win. I'm going to win. And that's why, like, if if people notice when I walk out, I kind of got this, 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 um, uh, how do you call it? Affirmations. You know what I mean? I'm out there. You know, I'm the fucking man. I'm the fucking best. And, and really, truly believe it. But you got to put in the fucking work to, to, you know, to show those things. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's gotta be a perfect combination of mind, body, spirit, everything. And, you know, when I, when I stepped back and I did all this mental work and I did the meditation and I did, you know, whatever, whatever it was to give me the upper edge, you know, and I took a lot of good supplements, whether it was the Onnit products, the Alpha Brain, I, I ran into some shit called Shilajit that is, decomposed plant matter from high elevation mountains. You know, I was kind of put onto that through uh, a post that was on Instagram. So those were things that I was trying. I was trying to like Evo 60 oil. And I could tell you, man, those things definitely put me in my flow state, especially in this fight, because like I was saying in the beginning, man, the only person that can stop me is myself. And it's still to this day, the only person that's going to fucking stop me is me. So if I go out there and I look like shit. That's solely on me. But I have it all in here. So it's going to be interesting. You know, and this fight proved to me that what I'm doing, the path that I'm on, the things that I stand for, the things that everybody who follows me sees that I stand for is for real. So Dude, I, I could I could tell why everybody I've talked to that knows you like. They have nothing but good things to say about you. You got oh, some, because it's you got some sort of energy that about you, dude, for real. And um, yeah, so you're impressing me with your your positivity and your attitude and your in your drive. Obviously, you got a fucking locked in uh, mind state. Um, let's talk about this fight. Yeah, well, you said you said leaning into this fight, you were in your bet in your in your best state of mind. Uh, you fought Micah Micah Mitchell. Yeah. Um, Micah Mitchell. I didn't know much about him to be honest with you, but you guys both get in there, right? You had said prior to the fight that you were going to, um, you know, use your boxing, try to avoid strikes, pick your shots and whatnot. Right. That's what you, that was the, that was the game plan. Yep, yep. But as soon as the knuckle up was said, that fucking kid came across the line. I knew like he was gonna like, like he was shot off a rubber band. Well, the, because I, I, to me, a nervous guy is going to do that. And I said, if he fucking does that, I'm going to knock him out quick. But my fucking issue, 
obviously was a little bit of nerves too. And where I feel those nerves, unfortunately, is in my fucking legs. And because I wasn't always instructed by the best or people that genuinely didn't give a fuck about me, my first thing was to always back up. So I really learned how to fight backing up. So that's what you guys seen me back up. But where I fucked up is I got square. But I knew and I felt he had no power. And what I mean, I felt that the next day, don't get me wrong, in the ribs. I, stuff, I wanted to, I mean, I wanted to ask like, you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your ribs. Like, he must have landed 40 shots on your yeah, fucking Maybe ribs. 50. I, but it was, like, comical to almost. Like, bro, you can't. If you're going to hurt me, you better fucking dig. You know what I mean? Like, we. it was funny because me and Julian, I shared a video with me and him training out on the beach on uh, Street Matt's truck. And he... We were doing body work a year ago from uh, the day of the fight. It was crazy, man. And I never really pumped the brakes. You know, when I met Julian, my damn dogs. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, when I met Julian, we never really, I never really pumped the brakes, you know. And because I took a year off for COVID because I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. So things got crazy. I took a year off. And then when I jumped back in. I met Julian. And like I said, man, everything that I, I sat in such a, you know, by myself and, and manifested, I mean, one by fucking one, it started to come true. I mean, me and Julian were running on the beach a year ago and I'm like, I'm going to fight on your undercard. I said, I'm going to be on your undercard. And I also said some other crazy shit and, and I meant it. And he kind of, you know, whatever, man, you know, he's kind of a gym gypsy. He's all over the fucking place, man. Yeah, so he yeah. met these yeah, guys, yeah. these guys, and, you know, he doesn't know who's real. And I always told him, I said, listen, man, um, um, you got the right one. Trust me, man. You got you got the right one. So, um, hey, you mentioned uh, Street Nat Matt right over there. Uh, yep, DJ DJ Tony from uh, from the from BKFC's DJ the pizzeria. Yep. He's he's they're watching the show right now at the pizzeria. So hey, yeah. what's up, guys? Uh, guys, are awesome. Yeah, Kevin Matt, Smith. That's a fucking man, man. And hey, and that pizza—that's the only thing that compares to up north. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you something about that later. Uh, Kevin Smith's also watching right now. He says, "My boy Royal, what's yeah, up, man?" That's my dog, man. I give, I give, you know, all credit. Uh oh. I lost you. I lost you. Can't hear you. Back out. You're muted. Oh, there you are. Kevin Smith, dude. Shout out to Kevin. What's up, Kev? You're yeah, a... man. What's up, Kev? Like, like yeah, I Kev, said, man. I Kevin's mean, dude's a on hard a worker. plane. Kevin's on a plane watching this shit right now. That's hey. a dedication. What's up, Kevin? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin's a hard worker, man. Kevin deserves a lot of good things coming his way, man. Cause you know, he brings a lot of guys into this. I mean, he introduced me in there. And, and you know, I gotta show respect where respect's due. You know, I I, ne I didn't sign with Kevin only because when I did try to hit Kevin back, I, I didn't get a response. And I mean, I, and I get it, man, because he probably thought I was, you know, bullshitting. A lot of people bullshit, man. I don't bullshit. That's that's one thing, man. I'm, I stay true to what the fuck I say I'm going to do. And I, I do it, man. I execute it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Your 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 fight was impressive as all hell. Um like I said, you took a fucking boatload of body shots in the first round. You came. Well, back and that little bang. I mean, shit. He cracked me. He cracked me here, and he cracked me in my lip at the end of the first round, to where I thought I, I my teeth went through my lip. And I'm asking my coach. I'm like, I'm like, yo, did my teeth go through my lip? 
He's like, no, nah, you're good. I'm like, all right, bet. And I, like, cause it lumped up <laughs> quick. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, cause I mean, listen, man, I, I, I was ready to fight with my face hanging off if needed to be, you know what I mean? And, and that's just what kind of fucking heart I was bringing the deck. That kid, I, you know, all, all respect to him. He's a fighter, man. He stepped in there, man. Even when people were talking shit about him, man, I was like, bro, don't, you ain't stepping that motherfucker with me. And I, I know what I'm capable of doing, man. I'm fast. I can hit you quick. And that's what I did. And he just couldn't get nothing going. He tried. Right. He definitely tried. I mean, I, I was watching when I was up against the uh, ropes and he was trying. And then I had my hands up and I don't remember anything getting through except for maybe one or two punches. And those weren't even when he was up against the ropes. I just think his game plan, he's seen one of his former teammates, a dude that he fought, Anthony Pratter, get dropped by a body shot and thought, okay, bone against bone. If I get him to the body, he's going to fold. Nah, bro. You're going to need a lot more than that. Didn't work out. Uh, you mentioned uh, thinking that your tooth went through your lip, but that's actually <laughs> the reason why the fight was stopped. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Micah's corner was catching a lot of heat online from some people about stopping the fight. Like, what are you doing stopping the fight? They don't know that Micah asked them to stop the fight. He asked his corner to stop the fight because you had knocked him. You had knocked his uh, mouth guard out and then you popped him in his mouth and he, you, you cut the in. I don't know if you probably talked to him, right? He, you cut the inside of his lip, like his whole inside of his lip was like gouged. It was fucking. Yeah, oh, I he, know. I know. I was, I was aiming for that fucking mouth. Well, see, the thing was when I knocked his mouthpiece out, he had me looking like, huh. And he points over, and I'm like, what? And I fell for it. Like, what? And then I'm like, then I think, and I'm like, wait a second. They're not stopping this. So I'm like, bro, my bad. Bah, bah. And that's what I told them. And I, and everybody was like, oh, why didn't you hit him one last? Because, look, man, am I in here to fuck somebody up? Absolutely. But am I trying to hurt somebody? I mean, yes and no. But not on a defensive guy that wasn't going to come out anyway. I didn't need to put no more licking on him. He, nah. he, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, one, one thing me and Julian talk about too, man, it, it, this is a fucking respect game. If you're going to come out, like, you don't hear me out here calling out fucking Jared. I think Jared Grant's a phenomenal boxer, man. He reminds me of fucking me. I'm just longer. You know what I mean? And, you know, if he continues to hold that belt, I look, I look forward to fucking scrapping with him here in the future. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a phenomenal fighter, man. And I'm not going to put any sort of bad fucking vibe, any bad energy out there into this universe that I don't want back. Now you come out here and you start popping off, man, I'm going to fucking eat you alive. You know what I mean? It's, I'm going to use anything and everything against you. You know, it's just, you know, and when you see me in the weigh-ins, I'm just serious, man. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to stare through your fucking soul. I want you to know that I'm coming. You know what I mean? I'm fucking ready. Yeah. And you know, that's what I did. And they were like, well, why'd you look like that? I said, I just wanted to, I felt so just massive, you know, you want to feel so, and I'm a little guy, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm standing seven feet tall and you got, dude, you got a fucking ton of charisma. You got to look to you. You got everything there is that that's going to make you a star in this sport. If you stick with it for sure. Oh, plus yeah, plus you're talented doing, in the ring. All, I mean, if you have talent in the ring, plus charisma outside the ring, that's a yeah, and, and nothing beats hard work, man. And you guys know that. So yeah, I put the you, talent you with you the hard work your ball too. And, and, and everything and everything else that goes with it, man. And I'm just, I, I've been so ready to tell my story and just to tell people, don't give up. You know how many fucking people gave up on me? Bro. <laughs> I, 
everybody. I, but I didn't give up on, I mean, even when I told my dad I was doing this shit, I was like, I was like, I'm doing bare knuckle. And it sounds crazy. And I get it because they want to protect me. But his, he was like, why? I was like, listen, I got to do it. I'm just, it's something I have to do. And this is why I had to do it because I not, you know, it's not necessarily about proving a point to fucking anybody. Cause I don't give a shit. You believe in me. If you don't believe in me, I believe in myself. It was about proving a point to myself and the universe gave me everything, bro. They, it gave me Dan Mergliotti as my fucking ref. I was like, me and him are in the back and I'm fucking, I'm like, bro, you're my ref. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm like, you, you're a fucking legend, man. Chris Lytle. I'm like, Chris. Yeah, I told him at the fucking fighter interview. I'm like, man, you're a fucking legend. I grew up watching you, man. He's like, real. Oh yeah, yo, yeah. You know, because the, the newer generation doesn't know who the fuck these guys are. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I, I, I just. It, and then I fought on Julian's undercard. You know, fucking. I'm watching him rampage in the goddamn UFC house as a fucking. You know, <laughs> game. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like. And the bro, best thing, dude. Get, the best thing about that, what you're saying right there, all, all them guys. You know, you know the like people say, man, you never want to meet like your your big your you never want to meet your idols because they're gonna disappoint you. Yeah, those fucking guys are don't are they don't disappoint. Dan no, Mer- man, Dan you know is a fucking great person, and because the I fight t- game, they understand the fight game. Yeah. That's why. Me and me and Mike ran into him at an MMA event back in I think January, right? So yeah, it was five months ago. He had he met us one time. We talked to him for 15, 20 minutes. Just shot the shit with him, said thanks, you know, thanks for, you know, giving us some time and blah, blah, blah. When we ran into him this time in Orlando, you know, we saw him that one time. We walked in the room. He was like, hey, fellas, what's going on? Good to see you again. I'm like, holy shit, this motherfucker remembered us. He does a goddamn, he does, he does fucking events all the time. Although, I mean, I was thousands and thousands of people. Right. I was pulling up just the recent fights he did. I mean, one of them was fucking Nate Diaz and uh, one of Nate Diaz's last fights, whoever the fuck it was. I, I can't even can't even Mark think. Right now, but. Well, he I mean, Vicente Luque, right? Or didn't know he ended up not fighting. He fought uh, Jorge Masvidal. Was that one? Uh, I think that was the fight. Or, or did he fight? Usman? I know. I know Usman was one of them. Colby Cunnington and Usman was one of them. And that, yeah. I mean, I mean, but like, dude, we, Chris, but we you, know, you know what I'm saying? You mentioned, like, you mentioned Chris Lytle. Chris Lytle is like the most down to earth fucking person. Oh, yeah. He's life. fucking awesome, man. Yeah, just, it's a great industry. And Julian Lane, let's talk about him for a second. And then I want to, I want to ask you what's next for you. Um, Julian Lane, like, let me bang, bro. He is your manager. I don't know if anybody, yeah. if everybody who's watching. Nobody, nobody like, expected that. Right. So Julian is, is venturing into the management game. How, how did that happen? And uh, what is the name of his management company? Does it have a name? Yeah, it's Bang Gang Management. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Yeah. I love him, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, a lot of people get him. Bang Gang. He, he's just, Julian's a trip, man, but he's real. He's genuine. He's a real fucking dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, because... When you go in the clinches with somebody, man, and we're running for fucking five miles and then we're fucking going to hit crunch in the morning, like he and, you know, my I'm, I always had to remind him. I said, bro, I'm not as strong and I'm not as big as you. Remember that, motherfucker, because he got me doing reps like he's doing. I'm like, dude, this dude is going to fucking kill me. <laughs> but I mean, it paid off. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that we did. And he we spoke about this. 
we spoke about this, like I said, about a year ago. And it was just, you know, he's he's very spiritual and all about the universe and giving and getting back just like I am. You know, I mean, we talk about I, we mentioned like numerology one time and then frequencies. And there I go having screenshots and shit on my phone and I'm showing them just so like he knew that I wasn't pump faking about it. Like, bro, I'm, <laughs> like I'm on that shit, bro. And I feel like when you get connected with these certain people, it's for a reason, man. Everything happens for a reason. And I can't wait to see what's next. Can I tell you what's next? I know that was the next question. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know, bro. All I know is that, you know, I, I want to keep I want to keep grinding and succeeding and proving them wrong. Proving them wrong. Did you like most people um, notice damage in their hands? Not that you break your hands, but just you. it takes. Well, couple I'm not going to I'm weeks. not going to front. I thought for a second my hand was broke. And I was still like, fuck it, it's worth it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I felt yep. so good. But, you know, it wasn't. And when the doctor felt that, I was shocked. And I was like, damn, it's not. And the only thing that makes me nervous about this is, I yes, I would have been able to go on if it would have had to go more rounds. But, I mean, bro, I, I, I try to knock the soul out of that man. I hit him fucking hard. I bruised the inside of my fucking hand. I don't know if you could see wow, it. Wow, look at that Yeah, shit. I, you hit I hit him so, him so hard. fucking hard. I bruised and I, Like I said, I don't lie, man. I hit hard That's for a crazy. little fucking... I broke noses, smashed faces with 16-ounce gloves on sparring. I, I knew these fucking knuckles. And, and, and that was the thing, man. It is way different than boxing or MMA because we spar with MMA gloves on just to get a, a better distance and a better feel. And that's why I didn't come out doing what I thought I was going to do. All I knew is when he closed the distance, I was going to let these things go straight forward. And I've, I've, I've broken jaws at very close distance with boxing gloves. So I knew that I was going to be able to, to generate enough in there to keep him off of me or knock him back to be like, you know what I mean? To be like, just, and I yeah. did. And then when I got the distance on him and he dropped his hands, whoo. It was even better. Bam, bam. And I was I was locked in there, man. And he couldn't. I just I knew it. But it, like I like I said, I was having visuals that, that day, the night before. I even I, I even took a nap that morning. I don't never nap, but I couldn't sleep worth a shit in that hotel. So I took a fucking nap and I fucking had a dream about him, man. Like it, it was the weirdest fucking dream. But in the dream, it was like he was fucking frightened. He was so fucking scared. And I was like saving him from fucking jumping off of a cliff. It was weird, bro. And wow. I was like, listen, man, we got to fucking fight tonight. You ain't jumping. And then it was, it was <laughs> wild, man. But the, I, you know, I think the message in the dream was this kid's fucking scared. Now, bro, we're all scared, but are you going to let, I, I've been in so many life situations and a lot of them self, you know, self-inflicted. Yeah. But pressure bust pipes man and i've been in some fucked up situations to where that pressure didn't have they didn't fold me so i i you know i i remember that you go through that it's an it's an energy that you can't you know you you can't you can't substitute you can't train for unless you push it and that's why i knew the universe put me through this shit and i mean not to mention i was fucking i was what three years old when we lived in Pinatubo when the fucking volcano erupted in the Philippines when my dad was in the Air Force so that was another traumatic event where you know even though I don't really remember it's still in here it's still in here you know what I mean so like I said man life life tried you know it fucking tried but let me tell you something dude 
fucking you're gonna get a lot of fans you're gonna get a whole lot of fans you got a lot of fucking good energy coming off of you and i love a lot of things that you're saying and uh people uh, big ben in the comments says that you and kai stewart would be fun but uh are you you're 135 right you're sticking at 135 or would you go up to 145 uh if i ate a couple of cheeseburgers <laughs> see i don't i eat clean man so i don't yeah. i don't go past i'll get up to 150 uh, ish but for yeah. my length, he has to make that weight. And I mean, I was underweight, bro. I was 134. Like, I, I was I was so disciplined to the point where I was underweight. And I mean, when when my partner, JR, uh, JR fought right after me. Um, yeah, he was, was doctor stoppage, right? Or yeah. No? yeah was, and I mean, it, you know, in this sport, man, bad matchups like that. Because was that guy better than JR? Fuck no. He was not better than him at all. JR is a fucking savage, bro. But. In this sport, it don't matter. That Jay, savage dude, shit JR is a fucking killed. JR is a stout one. Well, and that's what I was telling dude, people leading into this. For his weight, oh, weight bro, class. he yes, and and that's what I was telling people coming into this. I'm like, listen, man, I train with some fucking killers, bro. And Henry Williams, forget about it, bro. Henry Williams is one of my teammates too, and he stopped his guy right after JR's fight with a mm -hmm. fucking jab. I mean, and. I had to learn to bite down on my mouthpiece and just dug you with those cats, man, because they weren't. And I mean, calling me out all the time. Henry would always fuck with me. And I, I swear he would always I'd be the one that he'd be turning up with and he wouldn't even fully turn up. And and but that's how I knew I was ready for anything. I mean, because he's walking around at like probably 175 and I, I don't I don't hit over 150. So I'm always the smallest guy sparring. So. You know, we got some killers, man, down here in Florida. I got I got a cat, uh, Brandon Lewis. He fights on UFC Fight Pass. Um, I mean, the, the the like I said, I can't think of all the names, but just I to throw some out there. We got top amateurs. You know what I mean? And I didn't even have to leave my gym for camp. But if I had to, we got Miami. You know, I really want to go down there and train with Lewis Baboon, you know, because he's a fucking stud. I, I, I really admire how that dude can fucking come out of a five-round bare-knuckle fight with a fucking mouse, if that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Yeah. Well, man, I'll tell you right now, man, I, I appreciate you giving us so much time of your, uh, of your night here. Uh, what we do on this show, we have a little fun at the end of our interviews. We talk business for the whole time. You know, we have fun talking. But I'm going to ask you five questions that don't have anything to do with fighting right now. And you <laughs> didn't have to answer them, all right? Speed round with Royal. Fucking Ryan Reber. Here we go. Number one, tell me a fucking crazy story from high school. Uh, anyway. we 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 took a we took the fucking. Uh, no, that was middle school. Fucking high school. God damn it. Um, nothing that'll incriminate you. Okay. Yeah. Ah, shit. I, <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even think of like a crazy story from high school. Man, that's sad. I got to. I, I do too much shit. We might have to skip that one, man. All right. Skip was, that. Number two. What is your? What was your go-to spot? for pizza and ct pizza and palace pizza palace and groton yep there you go i dude i get pizza palace all the time pizza uh, palace and, fire. <laughs> and what is your go-to pizza spot in i, I said Clearwater, but in florida where, matt, where you know my dog yeah. matt i'm telling you that fucking pizza and i've only had it once god damn it i'm like bro i gotta make time to go over there and fucking eat pizza see you know what i'm he was talking with me and mike and He's like, you guys got to come down. You got to do a show here. Yeah. And uh, 
he has a plan and he's gonna call somebody out for fucking celebrity boxing and I cannot wait. Well, to do hey, it. I was I hopefully linked up with those fuckers too while we were there. I met some YouTuber man and I don't follow none of the damn YouTubers, but um dude JP, I think JP JD one one of the two, man. But I was like, hey, put me in there. You know, I'm a fucking entertainer, man. I'm just I'm 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 here to have fun, man. Yep, street nap Matt. There he is. So number three, this is a fucking thinker, buddy. If jelly was never invented, what would be the most common thing that people would pair up with peanut butter on a sandwich? Fluff. Fluff, peanut butter and fluff. Yeah, God damn it, that was too easy. I thought it was going to be a thinker, for real. All right. I, I did, the high school one was, man. Like I know I did some <laughs> fucked up shit in high school. I just can't think of it. Yeah, Big Ben says, Mish, we should do a show from the pizza place in Tampa. I agree, we should. All right, number four. Can you name all nine members of the Wu-Tang Clan, original members? Fuck no. <laughs> no? Come on. I just know the most important ones, man. Like ODB and fucking um, Method Man. Red Man wasn't Wu-Tang He got added, no, but recently they, they have said he's the 10th member. So I don't even fucking know. They're, that, they're, they're a little too old for me. But oh, nah, my God. There. You're 34. You're not that fucking young. Or you're not that old either. But I'm 40. I'm a Wu-Tang boy forever. Oh, Wu-Tang no, is for forever. Sure, man. Greatest rappers of all time. And right He's now, got- I'm telling you right now, dude, go on YouTube. Look up Method Man 2022 and just look at what this 53-year-old man is fucking Oh, dropping. he's a he's a well, the, the the best thing about them is they 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 didn't sell out, you know what I mean? They, that was cool, man. They didn't sell the sort of eye in the back of the dollar bill. At least that's what it seemed like. Or maybe that's why ODB got thrown out the window. Who knows? I don't know. So well, so real quick, Wu Tang was doing their 25 year tour, the 25 year anniversary of their first album, and they came to Mohegan Sun. And I went funny. I went with a whole group of people. And I'm telling you, they did the entire Enter the 36 Chambers album, plus half of the Forever album. And it was the best show. I've been to a shitload of fucking hip-hop concerts. This was the best show I've ever seen. And then we did an after party at Avalon. And we go up in there, and most of the Wu-Tang Clan's in there, right? Ghostface Killer standing fucking two feet away from me. Oh, that's so fire. Dude, old Dirty Bastard's son. They call him Young Dirty, but YDB. They call him YDB. He takes the fucking microphone and he gets up on the speaker in Avalon. And I'm sure you do you remember uh, like Ultra 88 at all or anything like that? Mm-mm. No, you don't remember that club. I didn't get to I didn't get the fucking party too much up there. I remember Rosie's. That was it. There you really? go. That was one of the high school ones. Going to the titty bar at Rosie's and you know being what? so fucking scared, bro, because I, <laughs> I smoked a blunt before I went and I didn't drink. My legs and you know when it's fucking cold, you get extra fucking scary. I'm like, I'm fucking. Dude. My friend, my friend, do you know Larry Davis? Does that name ring, ring a bell? Nah. Anyway, my boy Larry Davis. Shout out Larry. He's one of the best people ever. Larry calls Rosie's Cantina the Rose. He calls it Rosie's Can of Tuna. Yeah, I bet, bro. You know that was the only one we could get to at eighteen, <laughs> and we had to drive far to get there too. Like, what the fuck? Dude, Rosie's can of tuna, baby. You guys are in southeast eastern part of Connecticut, and you want to go to a, a dive strip club? That's the one, and then you'll have a good time. Well, fuck it, they're all over here down here. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, last question for you. It is a fight-related question. Who is your dream opponent in BKFC? Like a bare knuckle. Who would be your guy? Dream opponent. 
You know that Jared Grant. The Jared Grant. That's got to be. You know it, answer. man. He's a football. Me and him would fucking, but we can't fight unless we're both getting paid over a hundred thousand. Let's go. <laughs> There it is. They're everybody. paying these guys, man. You want to see fucking killers fight for real, for real? Nah, and I can't say that, bro, because there's a lot of killers in there, man. Shit, everybody just want to see. You know what I mean? Just it is, man. It's it's the bro. fastest. It, it is the fastest growing sport in the world. It is, man. And I got a hell, I got a ton of respect for Dave Feldman, man. He that dude. That, I mean, that's the number one reason why I'm in there. His story, his why, what he had going on, bro. That shit. That had me, you know, once I, once I, and then watch them grow and then turn into what they're turning into. I'm like, fucking hands down, I got to be a part of this shit, you know? So I love every minute of it. And I tell, I tell everybody, dude, and like, I'm sure you've been to UFC events and Bellator and yeah, like and barely, man. And I've been to fucking five, six of these, you know, I've been in corners with Abby and other guys, my JR. And, you know, I, it just the universe kept pulling me back in. My motto is you got to fucking pay attention because shit ain't free. So, yeah. I mean. Just when you thought you was out, they pulled mm -hmm. you back in. Nah, man, it's been great talking to you. If, if hey, any, you guys too. Like, yeah, you know, like I said, you got a, you got an energy about you. You you perform inside the ring, outside the ring. You, you're a great interviewer. I, I can only see a bright future for you. And man, I appreciate BKFC. it, brother. And uh, if you want to take a minute to like shout anybody out and thank anybody or Man. if you have any sponsors, whatever, go ahead and take it. I mean, you know, all the guys, everybody who fucking has a dream, go after that shit. You know, my list is too big of everybody to shout out. Of course, Bang Gang Management, my gym, MJM, Muay Thai down here in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, I train at a Muay Thai gym and I'm fucking y'all up. Ah, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, Man, just just everybody out there who, who, you know, has love for me, I got it right back for you, man. And nothing, nothing's unseen or unheard, man. You guys comment. You guys love my stuff. You guys share it. You're getting share it away, 100%. man. Share away. That's right. Share away and share this interview. It'll be out immediately. It's, it's out right now. So share it away and, like, get, get your name out there, man, because it's all about That's what growing. we're doing, man. Growing your brand, growing your sport, and uh, and doing big things. So thanks a lot for bring uh, coming on tonight, and we'll talk in the future. All right. Absolutely, man. I look forward to talking to you in the future, bro. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a great night. You too, brother. Later, dude. Royal Ryan Reber, what a fucking beast that kid is, huh? I swear to God, I love everything about his fucking energy. When we met him down there in uh, in Orlando. Jay Fish, I just resent you the invite. If you want to try to see if that works again, I, I, um, man, I have nothing but positive things to say about him. I really do. And, and, and like I talked to some people from this area that knew him when he lived in, in Connecticut till he was like 18 years old. A lot of people know him. No, nothing but positive things to say about him. They say he's a fucking funny ass bastard and he's like fucking nuts, but. I mean, we just talked to him for an hour. I think we we know that he's he's got a little bit of a fucking edge to him, and I love it. He is so positive. He's got po positivity. He's all about energy and meditation and positive visualization and that dream. I believe he dreamt he dreamt that shit. That's crazy. He kind of like he manifested that fucking fight. I swear to God. I don't know. I don't know if that kid was scared, but you know. And Howie Atherton says uh, Julian wasn't bringing in a slug. No shit. 
I, I agree with you, How, Howie. That's fucking spot on. Julian Lane is not going to step into the management game and manage bums, that's for sure. And uh, we saw Ryan. We also saw Henry Williams that night knock his opponent out. Two fucking monsters doing their thing. It was great, man. Um, I got a message from Kevin. They are in Omaha, and um, he was messaging Jay. Jay, Jay's in the comments right now. Um, Let me know if that link works. If it doesn't, then, you know, we'll just say best of luck and call it a night. But uh, tomorrow night, guys, I got a I got an interview that I've been excited about trying to get this guy on the, on the show for a long time. Um, Mike and I have been trying to talk to Dylan for a long time. Dylan Kleckler coming off of a, a of a loss to the heavyweight world champion uh, last Friday. This fucking dude is awesome. We talked to him down there. Great guy. He's been through a lot of things, man. A lot of things. He's He's been through a lot. He's had a lot of fights. He's had a lot of wins. He's never really faced adversity like he did against Arnold on Friday night. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to talk to him. So tomorrow night at 9 p.m., Mike and I will talk to him. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll chop it up with Dylan. We'll ask a bunch of questions that people probably want to ask. Um, and then we'll, uh, after we let Dylan go, we're going to do a student out of the week, which is exciting. Um, and then, uh, and also I, I made this, I made this thing. I'm, I've been getting into this artwork, like, um, like graphic design and shit, man. I made this thing for Arnold Adams. Check that shit out. My boy, Adam, uh, Arnold Adams, that fucking dude right there. If you're not a fan of Arnold Adams, you're not a human being. I don't know what the hell it is. What's wrong with you? You stew not if you don't like Arnold, man. Arnold's a beast. He fucking shows an IQ, a fight IQ through the roof. He's got poise. He's got composure. He's got fucking charisma. He's fucking Ric Flair walking after he wins. He's up there jumping around. He He's not afraid to show his excitement about the fact that he just won a fucking war. And I love that about him. Like, uh, dude. Let the excitement get to you a little bit. He he is. Great character. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I made that. Very cool. Thank you, Howie. You know what? I'm thinking, any of, the, any of you fighters out here that want one of these things, let me know. I'll make them. There might be a price tag involved. It takes me a couple hours to get the shit refined, but I like doing it, man. It's a hobby. It's another hobby of mine. I don't have enough hobbies. And, you know, I'm not fucking doing you know, two podcasts a week and coaching a baseball team and working full-time for the army and all that shit. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm waiting for my invoice. LOL. Uh, DJ Tony, you're going to be part of something bigger, my friend, something bigger, something better, something great. Um, with that said, man, I, I'm going to give Jay, if anybody has any questions about Orlando, go ahead and shoot, man. Um, It's been great. I mean, I have no complaints. You guys know that BKFC announced two more events, uh, June 11th and June 24th. Let me see if I can pull them up. Fucking June 11th is in in Jackson. And I'm not going to pull the graphic up on the screen because I'm I'm fucking not smart enough for that. Mike's not around. Thanks a lot, Mike. I hope you're sleeping right now. You better be sleeping. You better be fucking sleeping. 
Big Ben says, Stoon out of the year, Brandon Lambert. All right. You know what? Brandon, I talked to him uh, through Messenger yesterday or today or whatever, and he's willing to come on and open up a little bit about the reason why he fucking uh, backed out. And uh, I I thought he opened up enough in the video that he released about why he's not doing it, but there's got to be more. There's got to be more to the story. Maybe we do that. Maybe we don't. But June 11th is um, Alan Belcher versus Frank Tate for the, it's, it's got to be a uh, heavyweight eliminator. Um, and then June 24th, I want to say it's it's in Hollywood in at, in the guitar again, which is um, which is great. Holy shit! I just had a fighter pop up in the uh, in the waiting room here. We're gonna keep this fucking show rolling, bros. Uh, with that said, let's just go ahead. Let's bring him in. We got a guy who's fighting two nights from tonight against Dakota Cochran in the main event of BKFC. Fight Night Omaha. Here we go. Josh motherfucking D-Day Dyer. What's up, dude? Hey, man. It's going good. How you doing? Yo, where the fuck are you? Are you in some sort of like a photography, like red room or something? Nah, dude. This is just uh, one of the rooms in our place over here. Oh. Yeah, nah. yeah, I picked up the light off of Amazon for like 20 bucks. I was like, dude, check that out, man. <laughs> dude, so the wait a minute. Atmosphere. So where are you right now? Are you in South Dakota? Yep, yep, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. So you're not, when do you go to Omaha? Tomorrow? I'm leaving for Omaha tomorrow about 9 a.m. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be, I got to cut about another 10 pounds and we'll be ready to roll. You weigh in tomorrow? Yes, sir. So how far is Sioux Falls, South Dakota to Omaha? About two and a half hours. So it's pretty close to my hometown, actually. Yeah. So uh, this one's going to be great. We've got about three tables worth of people coming. So we're going to be, ringside screaming our our lungs out so it should be a really good time dude well i appreciate you coming on the night before weighing in i figured you'd already be in omaha like you know working on your weight cuts and whatnot but dude thanks for coming on like this is the two and one josh dyer he's he's got one loss against the fucking champ uh lorenzo hunt um that fight i remember that fight i was there for that fight i you know which which what is funny about your fight against lorenzo Mike and I were down there. It was only like our second or third event as um, maybe like our fourth event, as, you know, going as media. And I wanted to try something different and like get angles, like take pictures from different angles. And I was up in the fucking rafters of that. <laughs> and like, I was not supposed to be up there, but I was like, I like found this like stairway and I found this ladder. Badass, dude. You just went for it. Yeah, and I was like up there in the rafters, and it was like shaking, and I was like getting nervous as fuck. And I like climbed back. I took a few pictures. None of them came out good, which pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> Damn, dude, all that hard work. Yeah, all that hard work. I'm sweating my ass off. It's like 200 <laughs> degrees up there, and I ended up watching the rest of the year uh, fight from like way up high. And nice. um, you're the only yeah. one that got that view. How did it sound? It was, you know what, dude? I didn't know what the hell was going on with you. And then I found out afterwards it was the contact lens. Now, let's talk about this for a second. You have since taken care of that problem, correct? Yeah. So as soon as that fight was over, uh, basically I was like, yo, we got to get these eyes fixed because my last couple fights, the contacts have been knocked out. And so, you know, with Jared Warren, I was able to secure that victory. 
but with Lorenzo, he just had too many skills. You know, I wasn't able to to make that work. So I was like, nah, we got to quit playing this game like this and get that taken care of. So that's that- crazy, man. I mean, how bad was your vision? Like when the when it fell out, like can you, can <laughs> yeah. you not see? What do you see? Just blurry figures or something? Or yeah, well, it's at the time it was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I. I had negative 5.75 vision, so I was legally blind without my contact. So, yeah, when he smacked me, it fell out, and I don't want to make any excuses. I mean, Lorenzo's a beast as it is. He doesn't need any help, you know, to to win a fight. But, no, I learned a lot of a lot of skills from that fight. But, yeah, the, the contacts definitely made it a lot more of a challenge than I wanted it to be. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I noticed the in the Lorenzo fight opposed to your as opposed to your first two fights, um, you weren't as like bull rush forward as you were against Jared Warren and uh, I can't remember, uh, Dane, Dane, Dane Sayers. Dane Sayers, like you were basically like drive forward and fucking kill this man mode, like both of those fights. And you and Jared, and Jared kind of fights the same way as you. So that, that like made for a fantastic fight. And uh, you ended up getting the TKO there. Um, this the one against Lorenzo. You were a little more reserved. Was it because it is Lorenzo Hunt and he's just a fucking monster? Or you you're trying to play it a little safer? Or um... yeah, great question. So yeah, uh, I figured it was about a month before the fight. I uh, I messaged Lorenzo and we kind of like chatted it up for a little bit. And I figured out real quick that the guy is really freaking smart. You know, it didn't take me long before I realized the guy is like genius level intelligent. He doesn't portray that. Uh, and I don't want to go too far into it, but yeah, he, he's a smart dude. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, shit, he's going to watch all my film and he's going to, he's going to build an anti-style for how I fight because that's what I would do against him. And, uh, so I decided to, to be a little bit more reserved and, and try to counter him on the way in. But unfortunately, whenever, uh, I, I did catch him a couple times, it just didn't rock him. You know, I'd never rock some hit somebody with the right hand before and had him not get severely, you know, at least dazed or dropped or something. But every time I caught him with it, it just seemed like it barely did anything. So I was like, shit, there goes my entry. And I knew he's the better inside fighter. So I figured I better clip him before I make it any further. But yeah, no, I I intend on being a lot more aggressive going forward. That fight was definitely the, yeah, I had to respect his power. He's the first dude that ever put me down in 30 fights. So I knew I was like, if I brought, if I bull rush this dude at any point, he he's going to counter me and it's going to potentially knock me the hell out. So, and and now you've seen where he's gone from there. The, the fucking, oh, dude, yeah. the, the, the top of the top, he's the fucking man right now. And that's gotta be the guy that every, like you and like everybody in your division, you know, wants to get back to him with that said, dude, you are fighting a guy who was, you know, considered the number one guy at 175 and 185 at one point. Dakota Cochran's no joke either. Like, I don't know his record off the top of my head, but I, I know that he has like 36 wins in MMA. He's like 36 and 15 or something like that. The dude's got a fucking ton of MMA fights, ton of experience, stays active. He's three and one in uh in M- in uh, BKF in bare knuckle. Um, and he's actually taken an MMA fight between his last bare knuckle fight and this one just to stay active. And he got a win. I don't know if you knew that, but he took it. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So the the dude's a fucking beast himself. You got to think that like 
in a in a sport so young in, in a in a, a talent pool so shall there's not a fucking ton of 185ers out there you know what i mean like you yes you're coming off a loss to the now champ you're gonna beat a guy i mean you beat a guy like dakota cochran you've got to be right back up in in the conversation of top of the heap right yeah absolutely yeah cochran's a stud yeah i've i followed that dude for like the last 10 years you know he's he's been doing this for a while I, I met him about 10 years ago at a show and uh, he, he beat the daylights out of this guy. And I was just like, holy shit, I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. But uh, yeah, and I we, I we went out to eat that next day as a big group. Dude, super humble, very respectful guy. I mean, it's probably one of the li- most likable guys you'll ever meet. And I was like, oh, cool. Never thought I'd fight him because he was in a lighter division than I was. So yeah. I was like, cool. Well, good luck to that guy. Hopefully he does good. And hey, check it out. Now we're we're looking at each other's rivals and, you know, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I wasn't excited about the call. You know, I kind of <laughs> liked him, you know, <laughs> when they were like, Hey man, would you want to fight Dakota Cochran? I was like, shit, man. I was kind of hoping we could both represent the Midwest. I was like, I got fuck, man. I like this dude. I'm like, can't we just like beat everybody else's asses and be like, Hey, we're the, we're the Midwest gangsters over here. But no, nah, I guess there can only be one. And that person is me. So that's how that, that's did, gonna go. Did you watch his fight with Mike Richmond? Fuck yeah, I watched. I'm that sure. Fight. You, I'm sure you have. Have you, have you watched it over and over again? <laughs> yeah. Now, now. Yeah, I just got done before I put came to talk to you. I just watched that fight again. Well, let's let's talk about Mike Richmond for a second. What a fucking beast that dude is, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I met guy. Mike a couple years ago as well. We we <laughs> fought on our 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 debut together up in. Uh, Let's see, that was a Four Bears Casino up in North Dakota. And, yeah, the dude, he was fighting that uh, J.C. Chamas guy. Did you see yeah, that yeah, fight? For yeah, for headbutt. He headbutted me. He headbutted <laughs> me. I was standing right there. I'm like, dude, I saw him clip you, bro. Like, yeah. I was in the crowd. Like, I, I saw this. You can't tell me he headbutted you. We got it on video. So, yeah, that was a it was a good fight. I mean, the guy, J.C. just ran from him the whole time. Mike is a fucking machine, dude. Like Mike that shoot. guy, he walks people down. He baits them with the jab and just cracks them over with that right overhook. I'm just like, damn, dude. He he, he gets you used to it, and just next thing you know, you're you're on the ground, and you're like, where the hell did that come from? So I I think I think Richmond is you know very much in the conversation for like top three pound for pound bare knuckle fighters right now with Lorenzo and Luis Palomino. I know Mike doesn't hold a belt, but just the shit that he's done since he's yeah. been in the BKFC, he backs it up, doesn't he? My God, with Marcel Stamps, who was coming off of like a fucking heavy. I lost title. money on that fight. Did you? <laughs> yeah, dude. You got Marcel Stamps. You got fucking yep. uh, Dakota Cochran. And you got Dave Rickles. Those, that's a that's a murderer's row right there. Fuck yeah, it is. And yeah, like, and, and talking about Dakota, your opponent, like talk about murderer's row. The fucking dude beat Johnny Hendricks, uh, Chris Lieben, fucking Tyler Vogel. It's like. He's got he's got a, a lot of impressive names on his record too. So Fuck yeah, dude. A couple world champions that dude slayed, a couple former world champions. Yeah. Uh, and Tyler Vogel, I hate that kid. Oh my God. I would love <laughs> to knock that dude's teeth out, bro. So why aren't you yeah. fighting him? I mean, oh I'm my just... God, because he never will fight me, bro. I've so we actually fought a while back and uh in my one of my hometowns. So yeah, he came to town and uh I, I hadn't lost in this town in 10 years. And he comes in. Uh, into the about 12 seconds to the end of the first round, he throws this lazy head kick and just his, his, uh, big toe, like pops out my mouth guard. 
you know? <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, this guy just fucking kicked my mouth guard out. I'm like, what the fuck? So in my mind, I'm like about 10 seconds left. I better run. So I don't get my teeth fucking knocked out. Well, I start, you know, backing up to simulate a break in action. This kid just comes for it. Like a hundred percent knocks out both my teeth. And I was just like, shit into the fight right then and there. And I was like, fuck. I'm like, well, that it is what it is. So then about two months later, I was like, I have to whoop this dude's ass. He like came to my hometown and everything. And like first time I ever lost. I'm like, this dude's a piece of shit. You know, so I was like, called him up and I was like, I was like, hey, dude, uh, we got to do this rematch. I don't want any money for it. I'll do it for free. You can have my fight money. I'll pay for your plane, plane ticket. Just get out here, dude. I'll, we, just, we have to redo this fight. I've never asked for a rematch in 25 fights. And I was like, I, I want this one. And he's, he agreed to it and then talked shit to me for like, like every single night he messaged me at like 12 AM. He'd be like, you better be running champ. He's like, cause I'm training, bro. I'm coming like all night long. This dude be messaging me. And so I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to beat his ass. And then he backs out two weeks before the fight. Ah. And then they had to replace him last minute with this dude that had like a 12 and six record twice as, as good a record. And I'm like, Oh, whatever. Beat that dude in a minute and a half. And then since then uh went bare knuckle. But yeah. So then I messaged Tyler. I was like, dude, we got to do this sometime. All that shit you talked. I thought for sure we were going to square up and he hasn't I'll fought be, a while. Backs out of like every fight. You know, I was like, going to say, I haven't seen him in a minute. Like he's, he's, he's been scheduled for like two other fights and he pulled out of both of them for some, he pulls out of more fights than anybody you'll ever meet. I tried to get him to come strong, to strong pullout game. Yeah. He's got a great pullout game. Even LFA <laughs> wouldn't take him. I was like, can I please beat this dude on LFA when they come to my hometown? And they're like, yeah, he's unreliable. We won't pull him, put him on our card anymore. So I was like, damn. So, all right. So let's talk like heading into this weekend without giving anything away. Are we going to see a, uh, a fucking aggressive drive forward and this guy quick uh, Josh Dyer? Or are we going to see a calculated pick your shots? Um, feel out my opponent like he did against Lorenzo, uh, uh, Josh Dyer. Which which one are we going to see in there, or is it going to be an all new Josh Dyer with new eyes and a, and a new skill set that it's going to shock everybody? All right. So, without revealing anything else, I'll let you know. I've developed a whole new style, so I I, I have a whole new game, bro. Like it's very effective. It's it's going to be very, you're, you're going to, it's like, I designed it to be the most entertaining style possible um, with my forward pressing mentality without getting smashed up so much, dude. I'm trying to keep this face from looking, you know, <laughs> you know, all broken up. I break my face and my nose every fight, you know, so I'm, I got broken bones all the time because I march people down. So I changed up my game plan a little bit. I'm still coming forward, but now we're just not going to take as much damage. So I got a couple tricks up my sleeve to prevent that. So yeah. I hope you guys like it. It's going to be, uh, it's sure gonna be good. And like uh, one of the comments here says Dyer wins this weekend and he's in the league in this, in the league with all those names that he was dropping. You're, you're right in there with the fucking top dogs. If you uh, take out Dakota this weekend, go to three and one. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you're ready. And uh, I, I got to tell you, dude, I, I fucking, I have this security guard at my, uh, my job. I, I'm, you know, I'm full-time in the military. So every time I go through the security gate, there's a guy who like watches every one of our shows. He loves to be KFC. He's fucking die hard now. He, but he wasn't familiar with you. And he sees the, the post that I put up for tonight's show. And he goes, bro, who's that guy in the middle of that picture? I go, what picture? He's like tonight's show. I go, Oh, it's Josh Dyer. He goes, that dude 
looks like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> he said, there's something about the look in that guy's eyes. I got man. problems, bro. <laughs> he goes, man, something about the, the look in that dude's eyes. He looks like a fucking lunatic. I'm like, well, he's actually a pretty nice guy. We met him down in Biloxi. He's a good dude. <laughs> but, but yeah, sure. He is fighting bare knuckle. Which Yeah, you gotta dude, you got to have a problem. If you're in the bare knuckle game, you got to have something going on inside that head. You, know? you got you to gotta have something. Um yeah, man, I know that you. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you, dude. So, are you are you are you a golfer at all? Uh, my dad was a big golfer. Unfortunately, uh, I I don't have uh, much patience for golf. Unfortunately, no. I because you uh, you're from South Dakota, and like not everybody's been to South Dakota. And when don't I don't come, there's nothing yeah, here, dude. I'm telling you right now, I was, got, I was driving. I was missing out. So so my my wife's family is from North Dakota. They're, okay. from, they're from Lisbon, North Dakota, which is in the middle of nowhere, about an hour from Fargo, maybe 45 minutes from Fargo, in the middle of the farm country. So we were driving across country to go visit her family. So I, I was like, I want to go to the, the Football Hall of Fame. I want to go to a few different places. I want to I stop in South Dakota and just check out Deadwood because I was a huge fan, uh, fan of the show. So I spent a night in Deadwood. We we checked out Deadwood, gambled a little bit. We went to the uh, casino. I mean, not the the cemetery where all the fucking like Wild Bill and fucking Calamity Jane. They're all buried there. So that was cool. But then me and her cousin went and golfed at a place called Bully Pulpit. Have you ever heard of it? Nah, I haven't heard of it. Is it is it called the Badlands or the Deadlands or something? Yeah, like the Badlands. They are pretty sick. If you're gonna come to South Dakota, go to the west side of the state. It's, so it's got all the good stuff, dude. I went to a place called Bully Pulpit. For all you golfers out there, Bully Pulpit is a public golf course, but it's one of the top 10 public. It's like one of the top public golf courses in all of the United States. It's built into the Badlands. So it's like big, beautiful patches of grass surrounded by like fucking cliffs and like desolate area. They found a way to make golf entertaining. Yes, Jeez. and and dude, there I was, was like, gonna play. That'd be the place. There was so much wildlife, like there was fucking animals all over the fucking place. And I hit a golf, I hit a ball. So one of the, one of the things, like, um, there was a there was like way like nine hundred feet up on this platform. Like you had to drive the golf cart up on this on this mountain, and the tee box was up on this mountain, and then you hit it over to another mountain where the green was for a par three, and then you have to drive down and then drive back up. It was fucking awesome. I go up there and my ball is in like this area and like I could see my ball and there's like a hundred other balls. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? I'm going to get my ball. I like, there's a rope there, but, uh, turns out it was like a rattlesnake fucking infested. Play where it lies. <laughs> yeah. I went in there and got my ball. And then afterwards, her cousin Tyler's like laughing her, laughing his ass off. He's like, you fucking idiot. That's just like, there's probably a fucking rattlesnake fucking three feet from your feet. I was like, but it's fucking dope, dude. I will say anybody that goes to South Dakota, check that shit out. That was yeah. cool. If you go to the West side, I'm stuck on the East side. So uh, I kind of find myself hating some of our scenery over here. But if you go to the west side, it actually is pretty pretty nice over there. Susan Walker wants, wants to know what your cat's name is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we never named it. Yeah, we just named it. <laughs> just yeah. Cat. I, hey, cat. I didn't even want this cat. Um, but, uh, yeah, her mom got hit by a car, like, the like the day she after she had this cat. And so 
we we just called it baby kitty because we kept thinking we we're going to get rid of it and then it turned out to be the most lovable cat ever and so, so now it's just, just baby kitty yeah it's just still baby kitty yeah we kept thinking of a name for it we're just like we've been calling it baby kitty for so long we're just gonna keep it that's so funny because we i grew up where i grew up my mom and dad we lived in this house but my grandfather had a farm right down the street and they had cats there and this cat got pregnant so my mom like took the cat in and just put it in our garage and like blankets and shit until it had the kittens and we ended up um keeping that cat and the cat's name was mama kitty because nice. we never named it it was just the mom to all these kittens that we gave away and we ended up keeping her and it was mama kitty it's mama kitty man was she a, was she a pretty good cat yeah she was a tiger a gray tiger cat all the gray tiger cats are like the best cats in the world yeah it's God. nice when you get a good one this one just won't leave me alone you know uh since she didn't have her mom i think she really bonded with us and you know, I'll be after a workout, I'll come downstairs and every time I hit my inversion table, she'll like just come running down the steps because she knows my head will be this far from the ground and she'll like be all rubbing all over my face and stuff. And I'll come upstairs and I get my massage gun to start, you know, hitting all the muscles and she'll wait because she wants her turn. So, yeah, I can hit her with like 2400 RPMs on the Thera gun, which is like a $600 gun. It's like it hits hard and she just takes it. And I'm just like, really? yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, she loves uh, it. She, anytime she hears that gun, she like comes and jumps on my lap, and she's like, "Yep, yeah, it's my turn." So, dude, so uh, you and Jay Fish, couple of fucking uh, Smith brothers, represented guys, got some big opportunities on your hands this weekend. Um, before I ask you some fun shit, real quick, um, do you envision this fight going a certain way do you do you see you ending it a certain way you got a prediction you want to fucking throw out there for us because i love asking that question like the last guy i had on ryan reber i don't know if you saw that kid that kid's a fucking hot shit dude you you gotta you gotta be a fan of his but he okay. like, he check it out yeah he um he said he dreamt about his opponent the night before and really like, he said he dreamt that his opponent was on a cliff, like scared as fuck, ready to jump. And he was like, bro, it's not that big a deal. We have a fight to do. You don't have to be scared. He goes, <laughs> and, I, and I woke up like, yo, this motherfucker's scared. <laughs> Go fucking put him down. That's an awesome dream. I was like, wow, you are fucking something else, man. But like, do you, do you see this fight going a certain way? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to get the finish. You know, I always try to get that finish. You know, I don't like going to the judges. I really don't. Um, I try to dedicate every fight to a finish. And if I don't get it, I feel very disappointed. But, yeah, I think he's going to get hurt pretty fast. I want to say I want to say before round two. I've been running my mouth a little wow. bit. Yeah, I've been telling him first minute of the first round, Dakota Cotton's going down. But I ripped that off from uh, Julian Lane when he was saying that to uh, – was that other guy? Yeah, I don't Oswick, remember. Oswick? Nah, it was the guy after him. J Perry. Mike Perry. Oh, first, Mike Perry. first round, Mike Perry's going down. I'm like, that's so cool. I'm going to say that shit. <laughs> but it's not original, so I got to give credit where credit's due. But, uh, yeah, I think he goes uh, down before the end of round two. So, wow. yeah, he's going to get up probably about four or five times. He's a tough kid. So He really yeah. is. He is He is a little fucking tank. He's, he um, doesn't give up, man. Those body shots, I don't know if I would have got up from those. Like, I seriously feel like probably after the first time he went down. No, second time when he got clipped with, like, those six body shots. I think it was four body shots, three to the right, two, one to the left, one to the liver. I'm just like, damn, bro. You can see it on his face. 
So yeah. I don't like seeing Tough that. Track. When I see a dude that you can see looks like he's ready to scream in pain from body shots and he still gets up, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a champ right there. I'm that like, those it. dudes don't ever quit. So Listen, you don't you don't have 40 something fights in or 50 fights in MMA and win 36 of them being some fucking pussy you know what i mean yeah he's not a pussy he can take some he, he can take some damage i'll give him that there you go man uh man i we can't wait for this fight um i'm gonna ask you five quick questions real quick just have a fun with you let's do this speed round with josh josh d day dyer here we go number one now i didn't i forgot about this about you and a lot of people wouldn't fucking think this about you and you were a, a, a high school cheerleader yeah, no, no, college cheerleader. College so, cheerleader. So, guys, yeah. this motherfucker who will knock your fucking face off was a high was a was a college cheerleader. Tell me the wildest cheerleading story you can, and I hope to God it's in some sort of category you would find on Pornhub. Go ahead, go. Boom. All right. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> second year we brought on this hockey player, and uh, yeah, this dude was just stacked. Yeah, his name was Heath. Uh, I brought him over from ROTC because I was in ROTC as well. So, uh, yeah, it was great. We brought him on and this kid thought he could do it. And so we brought him in and they toe pitched up one of the, our, uh, our team captains at the time. She was like this little four foot 11, 90 pound girl. And we toe pitched her up like 20 feet in the air. And when she came down, she just, I like remember in Spartacus or a Spartan movie when they freaking kicked him, the freaking, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she yeah. came down foot, like just freaking just like a 20 foot drop kick on this dude's chest. And just shot him back like 10 feet on his first day. And I was just like, damn. I was like, he, he gets back up. up. Yeah, he got back up and he was like, all right, let's do it again. Freaking toe pitches are right back up, comes down. Same thing right in the face. And uh, yeah, this dude snaps his nose over, shoots back like 10 feet. I'm like, he, for anybody done. that thinks this sport is not like, like you're more likely to get damaged doing cheerleading than any sport in the freaking world except for maybe bare knuckle this one i got hurt more times than cheerleading than mma like that's, that's I, fucking unreal and like yeah. you watch that you watch that shit dude you guys launch those girls fucking way yeah. up there dude, and, we had one almost hit the, the top of our our basketball stadium yeah that was like scary shit like we were all like four of us trying to catch her and and that's yeah. where the power comes from right right yep. like how much weight like i would imagine there's a certain amount of time you need to uh, obviously commit towards like memorizing routines and shit, but how much weight training goes into uh, the, like the males on the, on the cheerleading team. Cause it's you guys that are holding these fuckers up yeah. in the air and launching them in the air and doing all this shit. Are you in the gym like three, four hours a day in college or what, what the hell are you doing? No, nah, dude. So when, when I was going, um, they only, we had to work out about six hours a week. Um, to be ready for it. And then we just, yeah, we, we do another, another, uh, three hours of practices and I was doing another 15 hours a week of MMA, you know, so my cardio and my strength was pretty good. And then I had ROTC as well. So I was doing three workouts a week with, uh, and going to college. Yeah. With the army guys and going to college Jesus and working Christ. a full-time job. So I was what like, I had a lot of shit sleep? going on. <laughs> when, did you, that? when did you fucking sleep, man? Uh, dude, I got great sleep. Yeah, man, it's not, it seems like you had so much shit on your plate that sleep was not an option. All right, well, there you go. This dude's got the hockey player got his face fucked up. Here we go. Number two, if you were going to run up on stage at the Oscars and slap a movie star in the face, who would it be? 
damn, dude. I don't know. I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson would be pretty fun. Just like walk up and just be like, Psh! do you know oh. a fun fact about Dwayne the Rock Johnson is that he attempted to do some MMA and like he started training and like he considered taking an MMA fight and then he straight up stopped and said, I don't like getting punched in the face. It's not for me. Nah, nah. I think that big, that big that giant. Is. Yeah. That big giant, tough fucking dude, that 290 pound Samoan motherfucker. Yeah, nah. if you slap any other movie star in the face and you're already a fighter, you're just a bitch, you know. You got to go after the big dog. At least big he can dog. take it. He wouldn't know? hit you back, I don't think. I don't think he'd hit you back. You know, like well, if hit. he did, I feel like I could take him. So I'd be like, well, <laughs> this doesn't look good for him at all. You know, oh, let's man. go for it. Here you go. Here you go. Number three, greatest sitcom theme song of all time. Shit, man. I don't watch much TV. I don't got time for that. Uh, I don't even know any sitcoms, I don't think. Really, dude? Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air in West Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah, in okay, so that's a sitcom. That's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> the Andy Griffith. We're going with Andy Griffith then. There you go. That's a fucking Midwest answer. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. That is a good one, actually. But that's definitely a Midwest answer if I ever fucking heard one, my friend. And I'm from South Georgia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I used to watch that show with my grandpa Ted down in uh, South Georgia, freaking walking down with the fishing pole. Well, I love never, it. I never even thought of that one, but that's a great one, and everyone who hears it knows exactly what the fuck it is. So, Hell yeah. Number four, if you were a Toy Story character, which one would you be? Well, ideally, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Buzz is a pretty cool stud. Uh, realistically, probably Malibu Ken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Malibu Ken. Yeah. And um did was that originally your fight name? Your yeah. Name? So I didn't pick the name, you know. Uh <laughs> so when I first started fighting, I thought nicknames were the dumbest thing ever. Personally, I was like, if if you got to pick a cool name like Pitbull or freaking, you know, I Juggernaut. Know. I was thinking it, but I ain't gonna say it. You know, he already whooped my ass once. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was gonna say you about to pick on the juggernaut. He's like, he's like, what'd you say? I'm like, no. But uh, yeah, so I wouldn't pick a nickname for like probably a good 10 fights. And the promoters were like, dude, you got to pick a name or, or we're going to pick one for you. And I was like, I'm not picking shit. But at my local gym, everybody just called me Ken doll. They thought I had like the, the body of a fucking Ken doll. So they're like, we're just going to call you Ken doll for about five years. And then uh, eventually people forgot my actual name. They just called me Ken doll every day when I showed up. I was like, fuck. I'm like, I never picked this. I'm like, it is what it is. And then, uh, yeah, eventually one of the, the promoters was like, yo, dude, they put me on as Kendall and then fucking everybody loved it. And I was just like, great. So I guess I have to win all the time now because as soon as you lose with that nickname, now you're just a tool. So I was <laughs> you like, know what, did you like, I don't, I don't know your career that well back then when you were Kendall, but did you come out in like the Malibu uh, no. jacket and no, that would have been even nah, better if you dude, like really embraced that shit and come out with like, I didn't, I was just like, <laughs> I'm just Josh Dyer, dude. I'm just here to chill. I'm like, I'm just having a good time. But uh, my coach, Doug, that dude was fucking hilarious. He changed my song to Barbie girl a couple times. I went through this phase where I thought like the, the, like the girlier the song you came out to, the cooler it was, you know, if you beat this dude's ass. So yeah, I'd be coming out to like Fireflies by Owl City, you know, Barbie Girl. I Need Barbie a Hero Girl. by Bonnie Tyler. Oh yeah, just the God. worst songs you could imagine. I was like, you know what? That's got to get into somebody's head. 
if you come out to just like the sissiest song and then whoop some ass, people are gonna be like, I'm gonna remember that guy. So do you um do you have one picked out for this weekend? Or I do. You're I do not, have a song. We'll, all right, DJ Tony, uh, you're in the chat. You're in the chat oh, right shit. now. Oh shit! Can't say nothing, Tony. I won't even tell my fiance. He says I'm going to switch your song to "I'm a Barbie Girl." <laughs> Damn it, bro! It's I raining, hey, what's up? I'm just gonna have to make sure I win. That's all that matters. <laughs> you ever see that? Um, when Mike Perry was in the UFC, um, somebody changed his fucking walkout song to like this Beyonce thing. Nice. Like played a fucking prank on him. Been and, there, bro. And that motherfucker sang every word of that song all the way down to the ring and got in the cage and continued yes. singing it like a fucking G. I, I thought I love like, that. Yeah. Is this due to Pisces? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm about know. to look it up. All right, back to back Toy Story questions. Here we go. And this one's kind of fucking uh, um off the wall here. Do you think that the Toy Story writers were just a couple of perverts that named Woody and Buzz after their favorite sex toys? He's a Virgo. Uh, Woody and Buzz. Um, <laughs> My wife is a, is a pure romance consultant. I doubt this. I doubt this very strongly, but <laughs> I, I can strong. get where they're coming from. You know, Buzz Lightyear, futuristic. This has got a battery-powered thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Woody is, you know. Phallic. Fucking Woody, I can see it. Uh, but here's the thing. Everybody in Hollywood, man, holy shit. Have you checked out any of that stuff? No. It's, There's it's a lot a of dark cool. stuff in Hollywood. You, yeah. You'd be surprised the stuff that's going on over there. Stay the fuck out of Hollywood. Yeah, dude. Well, you make some good movies, I'll give you that. But leave the kids alone, man. <laughs> Josh Dyer, you have been a pleasure. As always, man, we are, we are fucking so excited about this fight. You and, and like, like – we, I didn't even bring up the fact that you were not supposed to be the main event. And I don't know what happened to Britain. I know she has some things going on in her, in her personal life. And we hope that everything works out for her, whatever she's got going on. She was supposed to be fighting Beck Rollins in that main event that dropped off, man. Who called you? BKFC call you, Kevin call you say, Hey, guess what? You're the main event. <laughs> no, I saw Dakota upload, uh, updated his, uh, uh, cover photo. Really? Yeah. You learned it from Dakota Cochran? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I seen it on his story and it was like new main event. And I was like, really? Fuck? So <laughs> I like, I was like, I'm sharing the shit out of this. I don't even care if it's true or not. I'm like, I didn't make it, but I could, I'm like, Hey, if this isn't true, I'm just going to pretend it is for a little bit, get some views. And then we find out it was fake. I'm like, Hey, I had bad information. So that's all I was going for. <laughs> Got some bad info. Yeah, whoops, um, my bad. It wasn't my fault. I didn't make it. But yeah, I didn't even know the story. I found out afterwards. So wow. Yeah. That that's some fucking crazy shit, man. It's like uh that's just like when Caleb Harris, um Caleb Harris became it was it was supposed to be you no, know, it was supposed to be him versus who the fuck was it? Alvin. It was him. It was supposed to be him versus Alvin Julian. Brito. No, it was supposed to be him versus Julian, Julian Lane, right? Or something like that. Yeah, I thought there was supposed to be something like that. That and was then, an interesting and, fight. And then, and then Lane dropped off and it was Brito for a world title now. And I messaged, yeah. I messaged Kayla Paris that morning and I was like, congratulations on the title shot. And he wrote back, what are you talking what? about? <laughs> I was like, I was like, go on social media right now and fucking look. You're fighting Brito for the 165 title. He was like, no Damn. fucking way. And then he said he ended up getting a hold of Kevin, 
and was like, no shit. <laughs> what the fuck? That's awesome. It's funny how that happens, man. Like, it happens with military shit, too, dude. Like, before information is supposed to be put out, it's on social media, and then people yeah. are, are fucking getting in trouble. What branch of the military are you in? I'm in the Army. You're in the Army? How long have you been doing Army? For? 21 years. Holy cow. Are you so Master Sergeant? Yes, I am. I'm actually First Sergeant. First Sergeant? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. Thank you for your service. My dad is also Master Sergeant Air Force. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And how long has he been in? Uh, I think 20... Three years now. I think he's just creeping around. Too many years. Too many too, years. Yeah. We got to see years. the world though. That was fun. Nah, man. Oh. It's it's definitely the best decision I ever made in my life. If I want to sound like a goddamn recruiter right now, whatever. But I was kind of a, a you know, a shithead of a kid at at 19 years old. I, at 20, I was like, I gotta do something with myself, join the army. Went basic AIT straight into a deployment, came back, uh, figured I'd do six years and get out. Fucking an opportunity for a second deployment came up and the opportunity to get promoted several times because. Nice. I, How several times? What do you mean? Like, you know, so, so I went from E1 to E6 in like six years. So oh, wow. maybe seven years because I was always available. Here's here's my thing. I'm never, I was never hurt. I was always in shape. I was always early and I always was ready. And I, I didn't have any reason to turn down any opportunity. So if the army was like, Hey, you want to go to this school? Always said yes. Nice. And that's what I tell everybody that all my young soldiers coming up. I'm like, be available to go to school. When school is offered to you, just fucking go, go. So how many, so uh, how many schools did you end up going to? Just like, Every and like they call them NCOES schools, like advancement schools to get your next rank to so to get E5, you had to back then you had to do PLDC. I was an E4. Somebody was supposed to go to school. You know, you go to school, you finish this school, you can get promoted to sergeant. This person dropped out. They would call me up. They're like, Kyle, can you go to uh school in like two days? I'm like, Yeah. All right, show up tomorrow morning, pass a PT test, and if you pass it, you're going to school. That happened. For E5, E6, and E7. Nice. All, fucking, all of them, man. And then, like, the opportunity to go to school to become a transportation manager, to, like, be a, like, a, like, a, um, like a convoy ops kind of guy type stuff like that, came up. They were like, you want to go to this school? You get this school? You can fucking move over here, be in charge of this, and get this, and blah, 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 blah. And I was, like, always like, yes. Yeah, I'll do that. Yep. Where now, did that mentality come from? I don't know. I just fucking had it. I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up on, raised I grew that way. Up. Like, was your dad like, you know, hey, you got to, you know, do these things, be open to it? Or did you just have yeah, it? Like, no, my, like yeah. My dad was always a worker. My grandfather owned a farm, Sahanchik Brothers Farm in Connecticut. My grandfather was a up before the sunrise type of guy, uh, work to the sun goes down type of guy. And when I wasn't, when I started working on his farm, like throwing hay bales and I learned. Oh yeah, dude. I throw some hay bales growing up. Oh yeah. I could fucking launch a hay bale, bro. Woo. We with the, with the double strings in the end. Like yep. Oh yeah. I can launch them. Farm muscles different. Farm muscles. Yeah. So like, um, as a kid, like as, as early as I could start working down at the farm, I started. And then all the way through like high school, I had a job, 
But when I wasn't working at my job, I was down at the farm. I was driving trucks. I was fucking silage trucks and all that shit. So I learned all this different machinery and I learned fucking to stop being a bitch. And like, you know, when you're living that farm life, like you fucking might, you know, at times my grandfather would like cut tip of his thumb off and it would be like hanging off. He just mushed that shit back on, yeah. you know, put a fucking paper towel around it, wraps, wrap some fucking electrical tape and just keep you saw that. Yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Dude, do you know um so you threw some hay bales? You know the hay the hay balers that kick the hay and it kicks it into the wagon like I don't know what they're fucking called, but it, it bales the it bales the hay up and then there's like this catapult that like kicks the fucking bale up into a wagon dragged behind it. Anyways, my grandfather's brother Johnny, shout out to both of them. They're both up in fucking heaven right now and they're fucking legends. Um Johnny goes over there and there's a bale like stuck in the catapult, right? And he's like fucking yanking on it. And there's a lock that you're supposed to lock it to lock it in place. So it doesn't fucking kick you in the face. Right. Yeah. So he's back there. He's like fucking 78, 80 years old. And he's like yanking on this bale and he rips the bale out and the catapult kicks up and it kick and it hits him dead on the bridge of the nose and like in between the eyes and lays his ass out. Damn. They bring him to the hospital he fucking shattered his nose and like his eyes are black. He's concussed. That fucking dude, like four hours later, was back on the tractor, driving the damn tractor, bailing fucking hay again with tape on his face, two black eyes. That's the fucking people I came from. Wow. That's <laughs> impressive, dude. Be yeah. proud of that. Yeah. So, and it's, it, it really is. I mean, you, nobody's ever asked me like where I get my mentality from, but it's got to be the farm, man. It's got to yeah. be the farm. That's where I well, fucking, I grew up on that shit. Like, you, you, you got kids? I got two kids. Yeah, two sons. You got two kids. How are they doing? Are you able to kind of pass those lessons along to them? Or, or oh, do you have yeah. any struggles with that? Or are no. they, uh, is so it just here, flow? Here's the thing with, uh, and, and like the, the thing about my house is like, I, I was never like, I love, I like watching TV and like watching movies and stuff, but I was never an electronics kid. Right. So like, Video games. I had Nintendo back in the day when I was a kid, and then I had PlayStation in high school, but whatever. I don't have video games in this house, and I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old that have no desire to play any fucking video games or anything like that. They are outside all the fucking time. They're in the trees. They're fighting on trampolines in the neighborhood. They're boxing in the backyard. Like doing, my childhood. Yeah, they're going to karate. They're playing baseball. They're playing basketball. They're they are extremely driven kids and, and it doesn't. And also on top of all that, like I work first thing in the morning and so does my wife. So we get these kids up at five 40 in the morning, every single fucking what day. What time are you up at? I'm up at five. So I get up at five by five 40. I am like, you know, shaved and in uniform and then I get them up. Nice. And then, so these are 11 and seven year old their whole life. They've been getting up at five 40 in the fucking morning. Wow. So they're in bed by eight o'clock and they're up at five 40 every You're day. Doing it. Yeah. So they're, they're little, they're little beasts, man. I like little Jocko's running around. Yeah. You know what? The older one is more of an intellectual fucking brainy kid. He's very smart. He's uh he's more into combat sports. He's more into like martial arts and stuff like that. The other one is going to be, I I know he's my own son, but he's going to be something fucking stick and ball sport. He's going to be a beast. He's, 
He's an yeah. absolute. He's an absolute fucking monster on the. Do basketball. you take his older brother already? Yeah, they fight all the time. They do. They fight all the time. They fought this afternoon. They fucking were punching each other. I I get tired of it sometimes. Like Jackson's lip was all fucking bleeding on the inside. I'm like, what the hell happened with you? He's like, oh, I accidentally hit Nolan in the face with the ball. He fucking, <laughs> he, Nolan kicked me in my nuts. I oh. fell down. He started punching me. So I hit him back. But I only hit him because he hit me in the lip and my lip's bleeding now. And I'm like, they got excuses for days. Yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, I don't, I'm tired of hearing you talk. Just are you guys cool with each other now? Good. That's all we care about. Yeah. Be brothers. Go sit in the living yeah, room. Yeah, go love each it. other and keep the noise down. All right. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. I don't man. care what you guys do to each other as long as I don't got to hear about it. That's right. That's right, man. You have any kids? You don't have any kids, do you? Dude, I got four kids. You have four fucking kids? Four That's kids. Too many. That's too many, Josh. One would have been ideal. <laughs> you have four kids for real? Four kids, man. You know, oh, be- between you and Ryan Reber, that's eight kids tonight. Woo, you guys, he dude, has four party. kids. Well. Is he going to be in Omaha? No, he just fought in uh, Orlando. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. we have to bring all of our kids and have a freaking party. Jesus, you have four fucking, you got all bo- boys, girls. What do you got? Half and half. Half and half. Yeah. The daughters are the oldest. We got 10 and six. And then the boys are uh, four and three. My three year old can take out almost all of them. Yeah. Holy shit. He's my little dude. He gets, I have to pick him up from daycare like every day. You said 10, 6, 4, and 2? Yep. 3. Wow. 10, four, 6, three. 4, and 2. Yep. Done? Four-year-old's yeah. almost five. He's big for his age. But the three-year-old's just a stacked little, he's got the traps, dude. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, what the heck is this kid doing? Yeah, he'll 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 take on my six-year-old like it's nothing. I'm just like, has so a, I get it. So, so, so you're built like a fucking Ken doll and I am a, a 21 year veteran in the army that used to be jacked and now have a beer belly. Um, not a big beer belly, but whatever. I got a little tub. Uh, so my fucking seven year old, the little athlete, he's like, daddy, look at this. And he stands up and he was like, he's like this. He's like flexing he goes, I got a 10 pack. Look at that. And he counts me. He's like two, four, six, eight. And then right down here, right below the belly button. That's 10. I'm like, shut up. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I bet you you had a six pack underneath your belly, right? It's <laughs> like, dude, shut yeah. up. Fuck I disagree sure. with him. <laughs> you bet I, you bet I, yes, did. I do. <laughs> Glad you assumed that. <laughs> you used to have a six pack, right, Dad? I'm like, fuck you. Used to. Damn. This guy, a kid over here is calling you out. Punk ass kid. Anyways, yeah, he, know know, he, knows, he knows the deal. I, I coach all his teams. He can sit his, sit his ass on the bench. You so, coach all his teams? Well, I've no, I co- I've coached his basketball team now, and now I'm coaching his baseball team, and I'm having a blast with all of that. I love it. And are you still active duty? Well, I'm not active, but I am full. It, it's weird. I'm a full time technician for the I'm a federal technician for the Connecticut National Guard. So I wear the uniform every day, and I go to work every day as if I was active duty, but I am not considered active duty. It's awesome. Weird. Hey, best it, of both it, worlds. Yeah, it is. It's weird. It's um, it's great. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a first sergeant. I am a federal technician. I do this show and I coach kids sports. So busy life, bro. Yeah, dude. It sounds like it's highly optimized. Getting up early is a great start. I know what you mean. I got to get up at uh, four forty-five every day. So I get up early. I'm at the gym by five thirty and busting out. I, I like to do some stretching before I get there and everything. And 
try to have all of my workout done by about 7 a.m. so I can be back home, get the kids ready for daycare and everything, drop them off. And then I'm heading to work. I own a painting business. So I'm over there painting houses, slinging paint all day long. So slinging paint, slinging paint. You know, my, my dad owned a paint business uh, back in the 80s. And it's the thing to do. You know, back in the 80s, like popcorn ceilings were a very popular thing. I've I noticed. Know, I don't think people do that anymore, but they're trying to get away from it. <laughs> he used to popcorn ceilings and and that dumbass used to not wear like the tech protection, like eye pro and stuff like that. And he ended up getting so much shit in his eyes that he dried out his tear ducts. And permanently? Uh, well, yeah, like he can't fucking generate moisture in his eyes so that fucking dude just goes through bottles of visine and clear eyes like it's going out of style he's like constantly all day just keeping his eyes moist and if he doesn't do that he's got the most bloodshot he's as dark he's as red as this sign back here okay it looks Damn. like it looks like he smoked an ounce of fucking weed all day long but i yeah. never wear eye protection but i might start now <laughs> i'm do just you wear, watching do you wear, the paint rain into my eyes every day and i'm like it's no big deal now that I know you can ruin your tear ducts. Yeah, he fucking ruins yeah. tear ducts. Do you um do you wear uh respirators or anything like that? Hell no. No, you're just a fucking gangster. No, nah, I'm a, I'm an exterior painter. Most oh. of my paint blows across onto other people's cars and shit. So my face <laughs> is usually pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. And you own the company? You own yeah. Nice. Yeah. There you go. You got freedom. That's why you can train so much, right? Dude, it definitely helps. But uh, I still feel like I'm at the mercy of all the customers. So it's like, I still got to be there. But yeah, I have a little bit more freedom. I can take my time to train. It's the only way that I've been able to make it to this level without uh, a lot more help. Because I just recently started getting a couple of sponsors. So, I mean, I've had to do all this myself. And yeah, it's tough, man. Like being able to afford everything. My diet is expensive. You know, my training is I would expensive. imagine, yeah. Diet, diet's big, and uh, it, it's you know it's what I thought was interesting about you in your fight against Jared Warren. You were wearing just like some normal shorts that you wear to the gym every single yeah. day. You had pockets and stuff. Yeah, like that. dude, you like those? <laughs> so I, I was like, man, Josh, this dude's wearing pocket. He's got pockets in this his. He doesn't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. He just rolled right right out of the gym and into the fucking into the squared circle. It's great. And then in your fight against Lorenzo, you had some actual fight shorts. So you know, natural progression, man. You're about yeah. to be a world champion. It's like the caveman walking, right? It's like <laughs> homo erectus now. Boom. <laughs> fucking did it. Now, actually what happened was, is my first manager screwed me over. He, uh, he actually set me up to lose that fight with Jared. Um, he told me the guy was a nobody, you know, and that, uh, didn't have a chin, couldn't fight and a bunch of stuff. And like, I, I messaged him and I was like, I think it, they, this dude might be like a kickboxing world champion. And he's all like, no, no, he's not. He's not at all. He's like, this guy, you know, every, there's a million kickboxing world champions. He's like, everybody's a kickboxing world champion these days. He's like, this guy's a nobody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, didn't buy my corner tickets and shit. So now, like, I'm, we're all at the airport and we got no tickets bought and stuff. So we're like, oh, God. So now I'm forking out my own money. I was told I was getting a couple thousand more for that fight. And then I get there and after the fight's over, I get paid and there's no money there. But anyway, when I got down there, he didn't have my shorts ready. Didn't have my banner ready. He told me he was covering all this stuff. My manager is supposed to cover all that stuff. And so I show up now. I, I managed to get my banner made in like one day. And I was looking for some shorts, but we were walking around Daytona Beach. and I couldn't find a pair of fight shorts anywhere. 
like every, I went to Target everywhere. I couldn't find anything. I was like, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm like, there's like nothing that I could wear that looks remotely like worth wearing in the ring. And Josh, like, Josh. I'm going to wear freaking gym shorts. I was like, whatever. I'll just wear my shit. I'm like, I don't care. I'm here to win. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, so we can't do that again. I take care of that now. But uh, I felt like I got hosed on that one. Yeah. Um. Somebody dropped something in the comments right here, and I'm like, fucking, like, I got to pull it up. Fuck it. What, what, just, just, you don't have to get into it. But <laughs> was that the initials? Was that PT? What does that mean? The manager. The ma- oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Was it? Yeah, it was. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's fucking hilarious oh that is hilarious because but were, at least i got the fight he, he did get me the fight there's a couple other dudes that thought they're on that same card that were part of his team funny. they showed up to the airport with their family and they didn't have a fight they 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 were there's no tickets waiting for them they for like five hours these people were waiting at the at the freaking airport to come through oh, wow, that was funny yeah that was funny when you were saying the story i had a thought in my head and then howie drops that in the damn comments so anyways man you i fucking we've been on for an hour you know yeah dude yeah, we all go through the dark times of the freaking <laughs> fight game but hell yeah man if you got somebody else to talk to go for it i don't want to freaking take up all your time you're a popular man Nah, we're gonna just. I'm gonna call it an hour. I was gonna have Jay Fish on, but he's gonna he's canceling for the night. But uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you as always. I mean, I cannot wait for this fight on Saturday, on uh, Friday night. Um, you got any last words? Anything you want to say? Anybody you want to shout out real quick before I let you go? Yeah, always. I'll take an opportunity to give a shout out. So yeah, uh, my manager uh, got to have Kevin Smith. The guy's done everything he said he's gonna do for me. Big, uh, it's, being part of Smith Brothers is great. You know, I mean, it's a lot that I don't got to worry about. My uh, my teammates, I got Larry Ferguson, my strategist, helps me get everything ready for my fights, get my mental planning done. I got my uh, Austin Peterson, my physical trainer, gets me you know into shape so I can punch people and put them down. My fiance Shelly Raddick, she helps me you know with everything. She puts my pills and all their individual pill cases. I take like thirteen pills every day, you know, and so I'm just like just I just have to pop it open, sh- slam it with a protein shake. And, uh, yeah, so I really appreciate that from her. I got Sioux Falls GNC. They take care of all my supplement needs now. So I ain't got to worry about, you know, having to spend a couple extra hundred a month on that. And, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of people. My team is great. I got about 30 people coming with me to, to watch this fight. We're like, I said, we're buying up all the tables and we're going to try really hard to make a bunch of noise. Cause he's from Omaha. So he's going to have the whole stadium there. They're not going to, I'm going to hit this dude. If I knock this dude out, it's going to be quiet. You know, you hear a pin drop. They're going to be like, you never know, man. Like you might win over the, you might win over the crowd. We were just in Orlando the other day. And like I said earlier tonight, Dylan Kleckler versus uh, Arnold Adams. Dylan, he had a fucking army of people there. They, he he had a damn army. Like he's a Florida boy. He's a Pensacola, Florida boy. That place was so fucking loud for him. And Arnold Adams beat him. And like, you would think, like it was i don't know if you saw the fight did you see the fight i Clark watched was, it live oh yeah wasn't it awesome like dude live, that was a great fight yeah live in the in the uh in the convention center there when he dropped arnold that place went absolutely fucking bananas and then i went bananas yeah and then he got up and like arnold did his thing and then and then he finished it in the second but dude for the amount of people that were there for Dylan, like I didn't feel anybody like 
really hating Arnold. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they all just really appreciate what the fuck they just saw. Dude, that's good. I hope it's just like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I like I like uh I like fighting, man. I like my opponent. I think it's gonna be a good time. I can't wait to get out there and do my thing. It's gonna be a good night. Two days, man. It's gonna be a good night. Two gonna days, be there? everybody. I will not because I was just in Orlando and I can't make every one of these damn things. Totally understand. I wish I, I absolutely would. See, that goes back to me being in the military. That's not even Mish can be anywhere at once. I know, but that's what this is what makes me like you were asking about my military career and the fact that I've been in for 21 years and I've done a lot and I've done enough. I cannot wait till i find some sort of opportunity where i can retire from the military and just go to every one of these fucking goddamn events Dude, and cover that'd everything be sweet cover you're everything. probably gonna get offered to go to ots soon and then you're gonna be like shit double my money God. yeah no what i think is gonna happen is like maybe next year they're gonna offer uh sergeant major academy and i'll probably have to go to that and maybe at I'm 40 right now, so I'm young. I'm at what 21 years in, I'm 40 years old, and I could definitely um, see myself being like a sergeant major at like 44. So, you want to do it? Is that, is that uh, a goal for you? Uh, what, you never, playing it by ear, dude. Never was <laughs> like, like honestly, when I joined the military, the if, making it to E5 was a was a thing that I didn't really think about, and then I made E5, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna finish out my contract. You know, be I'll finish my six years and um, just I made it to sergeant, but then like I said, they offered me that school. I got E six. I got another deployment. I came back, uh, re-enlisted for six more years. Went to school. Got E seven. It was just like, and then went down another deployment. So it's like, it is what it is. It wasn't. And there was never a plan. Never a fucking plan. But I also can tell you this, that I wouldn't have a family that I have right now if I wasn't in the Army because I met my wife in the Army. And uh, she's also a CW. She's a warrant officer, CW3 in the Army as yeah. well. So I can only imagine what it's like in your house. It's not. Is, as, there, is there any it, dust in your home? Well, n n Amy might fucking pay someone to come in here and make sure that it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah man we we our house is lived in we have we, we are lived in we have a lived in house full of fucking fun shit it, it, you would never if I, if I never told you that i was in the military you'd never know i was you know what i'm saying that's how it is and that's how i want to keep it yeah that's the, this is how it is man I, i'd catch on though bro that yeah. clean haircut and getting up at three and five in the morning. But like, this dude's definitely military. Look at this. It's fresh. It's fresh tonight. Anyways, bro, I thank you so much for coming on here. You're welcome back anytime. You're a fucking character yourself. I love I love this show because we I get the I get the personal side of everybody, and it's always fun for me. Everybody needs to go follow him on all his uh social medias, Instagram, Josh D Day Dyer, Facebook, Josh D Day Dyer, TikTok, Josh D Day Dyer. You got anything else? Anything else uh, these people need to follow? Nah, dude. Yeah, come follow me on Twitter. I got like 150 followers right now. So <laughs> I'm working on it, all right? I put some real quality content out here. Yeah, you got to enjoy it. But all right, man. Well, it. hey. Thanks for having me on, man. No problem. Anytime. And uh, best of luck to you on Friday night. Um, you're fighting a killer. Go, go do your thing.
All right. Sounds like a plan. We'll talk to you soon, Mitch. Take it easy. Yeah. Later. Later. There he is, Josh D. Day Dyer, man, stopping in. Thank you very much for for coming in. Thank you guys for sticking around, man. I I, uh, I wish we could have talked to Jay Fish, but you know what? Those two guests that I just had on tonight, man, so much character and charisma in both of those fucking dudes. I love it. Ryan Reber, thank you very much. I hope everybody enjoyed him, and I hope you all follow him because I really do think that he's going to be something special in the uh, BKFC. He's got every 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 bit of the total package there. He can fight. He he's a he's a straight up fucking. Um, he's a showman. He's he's got it. If you saw him at the uh, weigh-ins and everything, he, he's got the whole package. And then Josh Dyer, man, fucking best of luck to him. He's fighting a killer, but I, I have a feeling uh, it's going to be a good weekend for him too. So. With that said, I want to thank you guys for all uh, checking in with me tonight. Tune in tomorrow night when we talk to that man, Dylan Kleckler, the bad boy himself. We're going to talk to him about his past weekend and everything else in between. And uh, with that said, peace. Peace.